It is my pleasure to call into session the 2016 Convention and Conference of the American Council of the Blind. <laughs> Welcome to all of our listeners on ACB Radio. We're happy to have you with us. <laughs> all right. That was a pretty rousing opening. I, I'm very proud of all of you. <laughs> Somebody up here inferred that they'd liven you up so when I come along to give my speech, you can fall asleep. So I don't know. But, <laughs> but one man who I just get such a thrill out of seeing at our conventions um, is going to say a few words to help guide us with inspiration and motivation. And a dear friend of mine... Father John Sheehan, the, <laughs> the executive director of the Xavier Society for the Blind in New York. Thank you, Father John. He'll tell us. So, that's right, I sent him away, didn't I? Is he coming back? <laughs> he was. I forgot I sent him on an errand of mercy <laughs> to find out about something. <laughs> and he's very good at it. <laughs> so he may not have been able to find out because I pulled him away from his task and his well, assigned no, duty. I, I went all the way to the front and okay. I talked to one of the guys and yeah, nobody yeah. seemed hiding her hair. Okay, all right. All right. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> when Madam President says run, one runs. <laughs> And I want to tell you there are very few people for whom I would run besides Madam President. And before I start, since in all likelihood this is going to be my last ACB convention, I would like to, oh, thank you. I would like to say that I am proud to have gotten to know so many of you. I am honored that I and the Xavier Society have been of service to at least some of you and the blind community. And I am tremendously excited, and have been since day one, to have seen and learned about the many activities and projects of the ACB around the country. And, to be honest, I really like the conventions. <clears throat> <laughs> Let us pray. Heavenly Father, tonight we give thanks for the many gifts you have given to us. St. Ignatius of Loyola had a saying, find God in all things. And many of us have found you in our lives in many things. We are grateful for the chance we have to find you in blindness, to share your love as we help others and learn to accept help for ourselves, and as we find the ways to discover the beauty of your creation with our ears and our minds and to explore the many textures of your world at the end of a long white cane. Tonight, we ask you to bless us over these next days as we gather together to share and to learn. Keep our hearts open and our minds alert that we may truly hear one another. Let us listen to the dreams we share and help us commit ourselves to making a new and a better future. Let us pray in thanksgiving tonight for our leaders, those who lead the American Council of the Blind at the local and the state and the national level, Guide and watch over and inspire all our leaders in all aspects of life, those elected and those appointed. 
We are thankful tonight for the many freedoms we enjoy, especially on this particular weekend. And we remember that men and women are standing guard around the world to protect those freedoms, keep them safe, and bring them safely home. Dear God, we thank you for all that we will do and hear this week. We praise you for all that we are, and we rejoice in all that, with your help, we will accomplish. Bless us here present. Bless those who wanted to be with us and could not. And as always, bless and inspire this convention, the American Council of the Blind, and as always, the United States of America. And together, let us say, Amen. Okay. Thank you. All right. I'm just going to ask if there's anyone from the ROTC here. Okay. I don't think that they have they were here. So I'm going to ask you to please rise. There is a U.S. flag at the front of the room. To your left, my right. Your left. And please join me in the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty, justice for all. Thank you. (laughs) All right, if you can stay standing, you might save a few energy grams because... It's my pleasure now to introduce, to sing the Star Spangled Banner, Tara Anderson from Coon Rapids, Minnesota, and she'll be accompanied on the piano by Bruce Cottrell from Burnsville, Minnesota. Tara. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the
Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Tara. Thank you so much. <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Some of you may not have thought that there was a Minnesota State song, but we have the privilege of getting to hear Hail Minnesota, sung and performed for us by Bruce and David Cottrell. Minnesota, hail to thee. Hail to thee, our state so dear. Thy light shall ever be. A beacon bright and clear. Thy sons and daughters true will proclaim thee near and far. They will guard thy fame and adore thy name. Thou shalt be their northern star. Like the stream that bends to sea, like the pine that seeks the blue, Minnesota still for thee. Thy sons are strong and true. From the woods and waters fair, from the prairies waving far, at thy call they throng with their shout and song, hailing thee their northern And if there is anyone standing, you can sit down. I'm very bad about telling people that. <laughs> Thank you. I was standing. <laughs> All right. Well, to make it official, it's my pleasure to introduce to us Jeff Mihalik, who is the president of the ACB of Minnesota, for a few words of welcome. Thank you, Jeff. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Minnesota. And when you say Minnesota, you have to put the O, Minnesota. <laughs> so anyway, ACB's theme this year is the land of 10,000 dreams, and it's based off of the, one of the Minnesota slogans, land of 10,000 lakes, which appears on all of our license plates. And the reason uh, Minnesota has that slogan and what it's known for is the land of 10,000 lakes is because we have a heck of a lot of lakes around here. And it stems from a, a legend from the 1800s about Paul, Bun Paul Bunyan, who was a, a logger, lumberjack back in the day, 
And he was a giant of a man. He was very huge. And he would uh, cut down old-growth trees in northern Minnesota and all around Minnesota and the Midwest, actually. And uh, Paul Bunyan also had uh, someone working with him, Babe the Blue Ox, that would haul the wood that Paul chopped down. And the legend goes, the reason Babe the Blue Ox is blue is because one winter in Minnesota, it was so cold that it was, that's right, it was so cold that he turned blue and he stayed that way. So, so that's why he's Babe the Blue Ox. But anyway, legend goes that as Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox walked, walked around Minnesota chopping down trees, their footprints were so big, every time they took a footprint, it left a lake behind. <laughs> so that's the origin of our lakes around here. Um, also, in Minnesota, we are known for a, a few things. I grew up in Hibbing, northern Minnesota, and some of... <laughs> thank you very much. Uh, so, some of you may know that Minnesota is the home of Bob Dylan, and... My mother actually went to high school with Bob Dylan. Back, back then, his name was Bobby Zimmerman. And uh, the high school would have him come and do assemblies and play music rather than hire someone to come in to do it. They had a student do it. And so my mother would have to sit through these uh, concerts that Bob Zimmerman would do because he was on his way. He was launching his career, basically. And my mother would made a couple comments to me about, you know, even back then in high school, his voice was like a buzzsaw. <laughs> and she said, you know, it's never really changed, and, and that, that is kind of true. But So anyway, it's, it's, it's kind of a small world. Bob Zimmerman moved on, and now he's uh, Bob Dylan. Everyone knows him. Uh, I just wanted to give you a little taste of Minnesota in general. And thank you all for being here. Enjoy our beautiful weather. Thank you, thank you all very much. <laughs> thank you. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it, it's again um, a true honor for me to come before you for my third report as president of the American Council of the Blind. <laughs> Thank you. Time keeps flying by, and I have much to report to you since our conference in Dallas last year. It has been a year of many transitions, travel, calls, committees, emails, more calls, more decision-making and collaboration with others to keep our organization moving forward on so many different fronts. ACB continues to address many issues and challenges of all types since last we gathered together. I'll cover the highlights and how we are dealing with them over the next several minutes. First, I would like to deliver some important and well-deserved thank yous. It is widely known that the everyday work of the American Council of the Blind is carried out by our small yet highly dedicated professional and administrative staff. 
In our Minnesota office, we rely on Lori, Nancy, and Dee to keep the business wheels turning. Because the convention is here in their own backyard, they all are all even more engaged in all aspects of convention as well as the day-to-day operations of ACB and ACBES. Heading this important team is controller Lane Waters, who, <laughs> who always knows the answers to questions and what is going on with everything all the time. Lane will be reducing his schedule to ACB in in August or September to begin semi-retirement. He will still be with ACB in many areas, but some of his current roles will be transitioned over to others in the office over the next few months. Lane, I can't say enough about what your service to ACB has meant and how glad we are that you will be continuing on with us in several different capacities. Thank you for all you do. Continuing on with ACB's transitions, we happen to hire a new executive director in November, Mr. Eric Bridges. Eric hit the ground running and hasn't slowed down since. He has amazing skills at knowing the right people for the right situation, building relationships, fundraising, and guiding the organization on so many different major advocacy and legal initiatives. Every day, Eric keeps me informed on so many different fronts, outlines work to be done, and plans and activities for the future growth of ACB. He is a pleasure, it is a pleasure and honor to work with him, and I have great confidence that he will absolutely guide our organization into the future with a solid position of strength, effectiveness, and promoting all of our key issues. Thank you, Eric. In the Virginia office, the next transition was actually a move from Arlington to Alexandria in January. Not exactly a really great time to move, but it all worked out really well. ACB is now located at 1703 North Beauregard Street, Suite 420 in Alexandria, Virginia, in a very nice building on the same floor as the AER, the Association of Education and Rehabilitation of the Blind and Visually Impaired office. We have realized many efficiencies in space and much productivity. ACB Braille Forum Editor, Sharon Lovering, works works hard every day to make our lives and the lives of blind and visually impaired people everywhere better by producing a top-notch publication filled with information about the important work of ACB among among many other issues and other duties that she has. With the transition of Eric as ACB's executive director, it was necessary to search for someone to handle our advocacy 
and governmental affairs work. We were incredibly fortunate to hire Anthony Tony Stevens to serve in this capacity. He started in January as well. Tony came to us from the National Industries for the Blind, where he worked in a similar capacity, and now he is working on a broad range of blindness issues, attending meetings on Capitol Hill, and writing regulatory comments, letters, and testimony on all of our key issues. Tony has a real passion for advocacy, and he is a tremendous asset to ACB's governmental affairs and advocacy activities. Rounding out the staff in Alexandria is Kelly Gask. <laughs> she is invaluable as a member of our team. She has countless valuable skills, and we continue to learn more of her numerous talents every day. Kelly has taken on responsibility around the, the coordination of our social media presence, primarily with Facebook and Twitter. She works with the ACB Twitter team account, which has grown over 40% since our last convention. This increased exposure on Twitter gives ACB much more recognition and visibility in the social media realm. I want to publicly express appreciation to both the Twitter and Facebook teams. The Twitter team consists of four individuals who handle tweeting responsibilities for designated weeks in a rotating schedule. The team includes Michael Capel from Wisconsin, Jim Denham from Massachusetts, Michael Malver from Minnesota, Minnesota, and John McCann from Arizona, who serves as the board liaison to the Twitter team. For those of you who want to follow the convention on Twitter, use the hashtag ACB16. ACB's Facebook page has undergone amazing growth during this past year. We have roughly 2,400 followers, an increase of over 900 since last year's convention. ACB Treasurer Carla Rushable from Kentucky is the Facebook team leader, and she has been assisted this year by Kelly Gask and Katie Frederick from Ohio. Working along our Alongside our strong staff are several contractors that do specific work for ACB in a variety of areas. Tom Tobin is our hardworking director of development. <laughs> and partnering with Tom this year is JoLynn Bailey Page, our grant writer. Together, they are building a strong foundation for ACB's financial future. Joel Snyder, director of the Audio Description Project. Larry Turnbull, managing director of ACB Radio. And our website administrator, Annette Carter, all continue to work extremely hard for ACB. I extend to each of them a special heartfelt thank you. 
I want to recognize and thank the members of the ACB Board of Directors and the members of the ACB Board of Publications for their service. At the close of this convention, two members of the ACB Board of Directors will be completing their term of service. I want to thank Burl Colley from Washington <laughs> and Michael Garrett from Texas for their service as ACB board members for the past eight years. In addition, Tom Mitchell from Utah and Judy Wilkinson from California from the Board of Publications are also stepping down due to other responsibilities in their home states. We have, they have all made many valuable contributions to ACB, and I know they will continue to work on behalf of the organization in the future. Finally, let me just take a moment to recognize the help and the support I receive from my family. In spite of his responsibilities at work and with ACB as the chair of the Information Access Committee and the president of both the Bay State Council of the Blind and the Library Users of America, Brian continues to be incredibly supportive, making it possible for me to focus on ACB work. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do the things I need to do in this role without his support and that of my life sister, Vicki. Thank you to both of you for all you do to make it possible for me to serve ACB. I love you both. Now to the real nuts and bolts of my report. <laughs> Much of the work of the organization isn't the moments of success with press releases and passages of legislation, but rather the day-to-day -day work advocating advocating, writing letters and testimony, and developing and supporting our ACB infrastructure to ensure that we have the financial resources to work on our mission. Earlier this evening, we hosted our annual Giving Society reception. This year, we had 200 individual donors and 40 corporate donors. These supporters are the backbone of our fundraising, which then allows us to accomplish our valuable work. All of these initiatives all go far toward making the, it possible to support ACB's organizational work and advocacy. And I want to extend to all of our donors a heartfelt thank you for your, for your gifts. One example of our expanded capacity is due in large part to the generosity of J.P. Morgan Chase, who supported ACB being able to bring eight leadership fellows to this conference and convention. These individuals have been identified as up-and-coming leaders in their affiliates and will be participating in many aspects of the convention, learning and growing their knowledge and leadership skills. I hope you'll have the opportunity to meet them and you will be introduced to them later this evening. J.P. Morgan Chase has also sponsored the production of a short informational public service announcement called Spotlight On, which is about ACB 
and our work that will be aired for the next year over 350 public television affiliates across the country. ACB Radio continues to be the preeminent radio broadcasting system run and operated by blind and visually impaired people in ACB. The mainstream channel is the flagship of ACB's information broadcasting and its main menu program with the new hosts, Jason Castingway and Randy Rusnick, and the dynamic main menu program team are bringing hundreds of new listeners to the program each week. Affiliates in Action, started by Debbie Hazelton, is one of our newer programs that features news from our affiliates. ACB Radio now has several programming offerings as podcast feeds on iTunes and available through the ACB website, acbradio.org website. ACB Radio Interactive has also been recognized as a featured station by the Star Dome Digital Streaming Licensing Team from well over a thousand other internet radio stations. This is a great accomplishment and honor and stands as proof of the hard work and dedication to this craft by our ACB radio team. Thank you to all of you for what you do. As you may know, ACB Radio continues to be available on the phone for those of you that may not have computer access and access to the Braille Forum and the ACBE Forum. We also have a, an on-demand streaming service for ACB Radio interactive programs. If you miss one, you can listen to it through a stream available on ACB Radio Interactive. In December... ACB and Microsoft entered into a very productive partnership to advance the accessibility of information technologies. Through this partnership, ACB and Microsoft are working together to make sure that planned updates to various Microsoft products are accessible and meet the needs of persons who are blind or visually impaired. By working with ACB, Microsoft is gaining valuable insights about user experiences. This level of support will help Microsoft to deliver more powerful assistive technology as well as inclusive experiences with the technology we are using. We are very pleased to build on the previous engagements we've had with Microsoft and we are enjoying and benefiting from working more closely with the teams to review and test new features and upgrades. Last year, ACB's Volunteer Hours Reporting Program collectively logged in a total of 9,230 hours of volunteer service to the organization. That equates to over $212,000 in in-kind support. This effort shows funders our commitment to our mission 
and documents the hours of work contributed by our hundreds of faithful members in all capacities. Thank you again for all you do. Since our last convention, ACB announced two structured negotiation settlements on accessible prescription labeling and medication information. These settlements were the result of collaboration with the law firm of Laney Feingold and Linda Dardarian of Goldstein, Borgen, Dardarian, and Ho. Humana and Rite Aid have started offering talking prescription labels, braille and large print labels, to customers who are blind or visually impaired through mail order service for Humana and in-store and mail order in-store pickup for Rite Aid. Both are using the accessible label system provided by Envision America Scriptability Program and Rite Aid is also using the talking pill reminder solution for an immediate in-store option, ensuring that all of our members have access to important information about their prescriptions is a critical component toward allowing people to independently manage their own health care needs and a strong commitment by ACB. Further on the legal front, ACB and our attorneys, Sutherland, Asbill, and Brennan, in conjunction with the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs, reached a landmark settlement with the General Services Administration, GSA, on behalf of three blind federal contractors and ACB. The settlement benefits all blind federal contractors. The settlement requirements requires that GSA make significant changes to SAM.gov that had prevented blind individuals from accessing the website and maintaining their status as federal contractors. The agreement creates a process by which members of the blind community will continue to test and provide feedback on future changes of SAM.gov. In my report at last year's convention, you may remember I shared the audio of a taxicab sting operation conducted by a team of investigative journalists from WUSA Channel 9 in Washington, D.C., regarding access to taxis by blind individuals using guide dogs. I am pleased to report that three weeks ago, Executive Director Eric Bridges and ACB reached an agreement with four DC taxi companies to carry out an accessibility initiative to ensure that blind and visually impaired individuals accompanied by guide dogs have full and equal access to taxi cab services in the District of Columbia, including, <laughs> including street-hailed taxi cab services. As part of this accessibility initiative, the taxicab companies have agreed to collaborate with ACB and contribute to a testing fund overseen and administered by ACB. ACB will monitor training, 
educational effectiveness and compliance by the associated drivers with their, their legal obligations to provide street hail taxi cab services in the District of Columbia. Contributions to the Accessibility Initiative will be used to fund this monitoring and third-party testing program to ensure that blind and visually impaired individuals with guide dogs are successfully able to hail taxis on DC streets. Our thanks to Pillsbury, Winthrop, Shaw, and Pittman, and the talented attorneys at the Washington Lawyers Committee who supported ACB on this case. I want to commend ACB's Executive Director, Eric Bridges, for his leadership and commitment to following this very strong case through to its conclusion. All of this would not have been possible without his dedication and determination for justice. Thank you, Eric. On the legislative front, Representatives Matt Cartwright, Democrat from Pennsylvania, and David McKinley, Republican from West Virginia, introduced the bipartisan Alice Cogswell and Ann Sullivan Macy Act, H.R. 3535, named for two pioneers in the education of deaf and blind students. This landmark legislation will dramatically improve educational results for students who are deaf, hard of hearing, blind, visually impaired, or deafblind. The Cogswell Macy Act will amend and modernize the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act to address the largely unmet, unique needs of students with sensory disabilities and will hold all levels of our public education system accountable for their expectations. ACB continued to work on HR 729, the Medicare Demonstration for Coverage of Low Vision Devices Act of 2015. This bill seeks to expand coverage of low vision devices for Medicare recipients. Both of these pieces of legislation will most likely require reintroduction in the next Congress. Um, but given the <laughs> unpredictability of Congress, maybe not. ACB stands ready to work with our supporters to reintroduce these bills in the 115th Congress that begins in January of 2017. I need to comment briefly on developments surrounding ACB's efforts regarding accessible currency. On May 16, 2016, ACB expressed our deep concern and disappointment over continued delays by the U.S. Department of the Treasury, which reported to the court further delays in implementation of accessible tactile paper currency to as late as 2026, 13 years past the initial timeline set forth by the court in ACB versus Paulson. ACB is extremely upset and that shortfalls in security and anti-counterfeiting measures are being used 
to push back accessible paper currency an additional six years. If our country can create a space program and put a man on the moon in less than nine years, the government should be able to figure out how to make paper currency both secure and accessible in less than twice that amount of time. <laughs> on June 9, 2016, ACB filed a motion in the U.S. District Court in the District of Columbia to require the U.S. Department of the Treasury to act judiciously and expeditiously in order to release accessible currency by December 31st, 2020. Our motion to the judge, who upheld the 2008 decision that the U.S. must make currency meaningfully accessible, affirms our great displeasure that the Treasury Department is taking entirely too long to bring accessibility and currency online. When the court ruled in 2008 to uphold our right to equal access, the expectations were that it would take maybe three to five years, not almost two decades. The Department of Treasury claims that the delay is not due to making currency accessible, but rather over concerns about counter counterfeiting advancements. The court ruled in 2008 that the next currency design should be made accessible under Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act of 1973, which asserts that all federal government programs and practices must be accessible to people with disabilities. Historically speaking, the government tries to address currency counterfeiting by redesigning the currency every seven to 10 years. And the court took this into consideration when establishing its timeline, which makes the delay even more disconcerting on so many levels. I want to publicly thank our attorney on this case, Jeffrey Levitke, for his persistence, determination, and dedication to our cause and that latest motion that he filed. Stay tuned to hear more about updates from the court. While we appreciate that the staff from the Bureau of Engraving and Printing um, will be in the exhibit hall continuing to distribute currency readers to those who have not received one as a part of the Meaningful Access Program. The fact of the matter is that we in ACB are compelled to take our case for accessible tactile currency to the courts. Now let me touch on television and audio description. ACB continues to get, dedicate resources to its world-famous audio description project, ably directed by Dr. Joel Snyder and with oversight from the ACB Audio Description Project Steering Committee, chaired by Dan Spoon. A couple project highlights include 
providing weekly updates on audio-described DVDs and Blu-ray discs for sale, 63 to date in 2016, almost a 30% increase over this time last year. (laughs) ACB, CBS, Fox, and NBC now offer over 50 TV series with description, a 25% increase over 2015, plus there are an equal number on all the other cable providers and public television as well. With respect to sponsored by the Audio Description Project at the um, United States Holocaust Museum, it's a project that Joel Snyder and Eric Bridges have both worked on to make that museum more accessible. Much of the ADP's plans Um, have focused on the fourth ADP conference and audio describer and audio description consumers taking place over the next few days here in Minnesota. A special feature is the mentorship program where audio describers pair up with ACB members to get a first-hand look at the needs of audio description consumers. We match the description professionals with mentors who are blind or to help them more fully understand why description makes such a difference in understanding media, events, museums, movies, and television. With a more broad focus toward access, we saw a major development from Disney Pixar's with the release of its Disney Anywhere app, which allows consumers to download an audio description track for selected movies and listen to them in the movie theater using their own smartphone. ACB was pleased to nominate this initiative for an FCC Chairman's Award, AAA Award, and I was honored to witness the FCC Chairman Tom Wheeler present the award to Disney Pixar just a few weeks ago. Finally, on June 27th, ACB filed comments in response to a notice of proposed rulemaking from the Federal Communications Commission on expanding audio description on television. This proposed rule would significantly increase access to audio-described programming on broadcast and cable networks. ACB's comments were outstanding, and we will continue to monitor the comments from industry through the process with the FCC. We need further assistance from you because ACB and the Audio Description Project are conducting a survey to get some important research data from you, the consumers of description on broadcast television, mobile apps, streaming services, and film. Please take the time, which there isn't very much of at convention, but when you get home, to complete the survey and encourage your members in your chapters and friends to do the same. 
The survey link can be found on acb.org as well. I also want to mention another survey that ACB has been working on in conjunction with GDUI and the Council of U.S. Guide Dog Schools. In just a couple weeks, you'll be getting notification of a survey related to all aspects of access to transportation services for people who use guide dogs. Again, to help us gather data on the critical issues and problems facing people with service dogs in the transportation field. We want to use this data to influence change with the Department of Transportation and other transportation entities throughout the government. So please stay on top and watch for the announcement about that survey. ACB also worked with Netflix and the Disability Rights Advocate, a disability rights law firm in Berkeley, California. And in May, ACB, the Bay State Council of the Blind, and individual advocates reached an agreement with Netflix to continue to make audio-described content available for movies and videos offered through the Netflix video streaming and DVD rental subscription service. Netflix will also provide audio description for original shows that are produced, such as House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Netflix has also committed to make its website and mobile app accessible to individuals who are blind and use screen reader software. As television and movies are increasingly delivered through streaming and home delivery services, ACB will continue to ensure that the blind community receives access to this content. ACB continues to make communication a high priority. For those using technology to keep up with information, ACB is there for you as well through the new ACB Link app. I am very excited about ACB Link, which has been downloaded by over 1,400 people since its launch last fall. It provides access for iPhone device users to a wide variety of ACB's information and programming. Version 1.1 was released just last week and includes information about our sponsors and other program and convention activities. I want to thank publicly Jeff Bishop, who spearheaded the development of ACB Link for his leadership and commitment to this project. It is truly making a difference for people to communicate and connect with our important information and key publications. In closing, the American Council of the Blind and our thousands of members continue to have much work to do over the next several months. But overall, our affiliates and chapters across this country are making a difference in so many ways. ACB proudly represents all blind and visually impaired people regardless of their economic status or functional ability. We advocate through a wide spectrum of programs and services 
for people of all ages and capabilities. Our work is important, and it isn't always easy, and at times it can be challenging, to say the least. Nevertheless, advocacy is, in whatever form it takes, the charge and and our mission. When we have victories, they are even more exciting, and they are hard-fought, and we should celebrate our successes as important steps in our advocacy. Working together, we can continue to make change happen, and I look forward to working hand-in-hand with all of you to make sure our 10,000 dreams for people who are blind or visually impaired become realities. Thank you so much. Are the sponsors here? Um, Vanda? All right. Okay, I'm going to introduce, um, I have the honor of introducing um, a couple of our major sponsors this evening to speak to us. And first, I'm going to recognize our double diamond sponsor, and that is Vanda Pharmaceuticals. And speaking on behalf of Vanda is Kelly Bison, who is now in Washington, D.C., but originally from Kentucky, and she will be speaking to us about the activities of Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Thank you, Kelly. I hope she's here somewhere. Is Kelly here? Either Kelly's invisible... Or I forgot to take my Hetlios, and I'm a... You are here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> she is here, very quiet behind I'm me. I'm coming up very slowly. You're a very hard act to follow, so I'm a little intimidated. <laughs> um, I want to thank you so much for the introduction, Kim, and, and just on behalf of Vanda Pharmaceuticals, thank you so much for inviting me here today. Um, I have been with Vanda now for about three years, and one of the joys I have in my job is helping to foster relationships within the blindness community. And as she mentioned, um, though I'm out of D.C. now, I was uh, out of Kentucky and have had opportunities to work with some of the um, state conventions there in Kentucky and Ohio. But this is my first opportunity to be at the national ACB meeting, so I'm very excited um, and proud that Vanda is now um, not only the Double Diamond sponsor this year, but has been um, part of this convention now. I think it's their seventh year. So, yeah. And uh, my colleague Larry and I were enjoying uh, spending the 4th of July with you all. And he uh, participated in your morning uh, Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Yeah. And um, we've just been enjoying catching up with many of you in the convention hall. Um, But I wanted, you know, many of you are aware of Non24 already and the work that Vanda's done um, in bringing awareness to this chronic um, disorder of circadian rhythm disorder. For 
the past few years, you know, we've, we've really worked hard to um, evolve as a company to provide non-24 education, whether it's through accessibility with websites, um, materials in Braille, audio formats. You may have heard radio ads, television commercials. Um, and, you know, we, we've, we've grown. Um, the awareness around this disorder has grown. I'm sure most of you have heard of non-24, but we still have a lot of work to do. And so one of the things we did this last year, and you may have attended one of these meetings, um, we started this grassroots program and really trying to work more um, locally with the local organizations, visiting independent living centers, rehabilitation centers, working, um, you know, attending this, this ACB state convention, some of the chapter meetings um, to build those relationships, <laughs> to build those relationships at the local level. Um, and in fact, if any of you um, belong, you know, to an organization, a local chapter that you feel could value from having someone come and talk about non-24, stop by our booth. Um, would like to get your information and, and you know, see how we can partner to b- continue to build that awareness. But we know that's not enough. Um, so what we're doing this year is we are actually hiring nurse educators to help us in this venture. Um, we believe it's very important to continue to um, provide this education, and nurse educators do just an amazing job um, with that and being part of the healthcare organization so we are going to be expanding that and having them help us as an organization figure out how we can better partner um, with the blindness community, but also um, educate um, around non-24 and continue to build that awareness. Because, um, you know, the prevalence is very high in the totally blind, and our goal is to continue to remove barriers and provide information and education to family and friends but also healthcare providers. Um, unfortunately, still there's a lot of healthcare providers that aren't real familiar with non-24. So, you know, we have a lot of work to do in that area as well, and we know that, um, but we're up for the challenge. So I want to thank you so much for um, ACB for its collaboration and really helping us um, in our understanding of the blindness community and accessibility. Um, we have um, been so thrilled to be able to work with you so closely um, we continue to appreciate your feedback, too. So, you know, we are in a, a, a booth here in the exhibit hall, and I welcome you to come by and appreciate your feedback. Um, and just, you know, feedback on activities that Vanda's doing. If you've attended a meeting, um, would appreciate your, your feedback. Or just stop by to say hello. I've met many of you. have had great conversations. I'd love to meet many more of you. So thank you so much. like to introduce our second Double Diamond sponsor, somebody that we've heard from before. It's um, Eve Anderson, who's the Manager of Accessibility Engineering for Google. Thank you, Eve. I'm looking for Eve, too. Maybe she's behind the enter key or something in my Google Chromecast. I don't know. (laughs) 
Is Eve here? I'm not hearing anything about Eve. All right. Well, if Eve does appear magically through Google, (laughs) we will hear what she has to say. All right, yes, use, use Google to search for her, okay, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right, well, we will find her, and, and I will provide the, re- the search results to you at that time. <laughs> so we're going to move forward to, um, to talk about something that's incredibly important for ACB, and that's our life membership program. So I'm hoping that Lane Waters is here, and, and <laughs> I don't have to Google to find him. I know right where he is. So, um, all right, I'm going to get my list because we have some special presentations and some surprises. Surprises, not prizes, but... <laughs> all right. My list is right here. All right. So, life memberships. Lane, help me if I get any of the numbers wrong, but any of you, your affiliates, can purchase a life membership to honor someone in the American Council of the Blind for $1,000. And we have a payment program. If you can't lay down $1,000 at one time, you can divide that into four equal payments. I'll let you do the math. And you, too, can be a life member of ACB, and we hope you will. So, to begin, we've got quite a few people who are going to be recognized as life members. And we will, should I, they're in alphabetical order, correct, Lane? Well, the first one I'm going to tell you about has already been presented, so it's not a surprise. At mid-year meeting, ACB presented a life membership to Carl Augusto, the former CEO and president of the American Council of the American Foundation for the Blind. <laughs> so, It was an honor, and he was very thrilled to receive that at our legislative seminar. All right. The first one I have on my list to recognize is a personal commitment and purchase of a life membership by ACB member Karen Campbell of Illinois. Karen, congratulations. Karen's coming. So is Ray, I think. Yes. I wonder if he had something to do with this. (laughs) I did the math. You did the math. Good for you. (laughs) Congratulations, Karen.
photo op. <laughs> okay. All right. The next one's a surprise. I love surprises. So there's a very talented woman who lives in the corner of the West Coast, the Northwest corner of the West Coast, in a very nice state. And she does a lot of work for ACB. And her affiliate recognizes her as someone who's done a lot of work for ACB. She currently serves as the chair of the ACB Board of Publications, Denise Colley. Congratulations on a life membership to ACB from the Washington Council of the Blind. Okay. She's coming. <laughs> Speechless. Oh my. <laughs> Congratulations, Denise. You could say a couple words if you'd like, if you're not truly speechless. If we don't know, we're going to have a lot of feedback. This is indeed a surprise. Can we go over a little bit more class? <laughs> This is indeed an amazing surprise. I love my affiliate. They're just the best group of people in the whole world. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. The next one's also a surprise. It's for someone right here in this state where we are right now. Somebody who gives countless hundreds and hundreds of hours putting together this convention for our organization. I am so pleased to join the American Council of the Blind of Minnesota to recognize Janet Dickelman. echo what Denise said. I truly am absolutely shocked and overwhelmed. And you, I can't believe, I know everything that goes on. How'd you pull this off? <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. I, this means the world to me. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank 
you. Congratulations, Janet. All right. I think the next one's a surprise, too. It doesn't say. It isn't. But um, now we're going to go to the East Coast, mid-Atlantic. Go to one of the Carolinas that's more north than south. (laughs) And you might find a gentleman who works hard there named Tony Farida. Tony, congratulations on a membership from the North Carolina Council of the Blind. He's coming. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> All right. Got to get a picture. Got to get a picture. Smile, Tony. I moved to North Carolina 17 years ago and I didn't know anything about any of these organizations but thanks to NCCB Alan Casey our president uh, most of you know him and, and Ron Eller before him most of you know who Ron Eller is they just got me going and doing, I couldn't do it without these folks, NCCB and ACCB. Thank you very much. Congratulations. Thank you so much. All right. We've got another surprise. And I hope the two people, the one who's giving and the one who's receiving, will both come up together. Um, it's very special. When um, a, a pair, a partner, can recognize their partner for what they contribute. And in this case, I'm very pleased to announce that Renee Zellickson is giving her partner, Thomas L. Jones, a life membership to the American Council of the Blind. Were you able to keep it a surprise, Renee? Yes, she said she was. <laughs> Tom. Any comments, Tom? (laughs) 
You know, I've always said, I love this agency. I love this organization. I really have for a number of years. Very often, I find it harder to become sort of speechless, but I'm here. Thank you very much, Renee. Thank you, Tom. But I'm also pleased to tell you that Renee isn't done. Renee also got herself a life membership to the American Council of the Blind. Congratulations, Renee. I, <laughs> I, I always am not a, a, a loss for words, but I wanted to do this for Tom because not only is this his 70th birthday year that uh-huh. I'm celebrating, he was 70 on Groundhog's Day, and I just, it's very hard for me to keep a secret from him, but he does so much, not only for the state of Illinois, but he's so is so appreciative of being placed on the main menu team, and he's such a leader in, in, in technology and in wanting to help people. And he just has so many gifts that he wants to give, and I just wanted to, to share that with him. Thank you. Thank you, Renee. And so do you. You contribute in so many ways as well. Thank you for all you do for ACB and the Illinois Council of the Blind and federal employees and all the work you do, too. Congratulations. All right. We've got another surprise. This is so fun. (laughs) We're going to go back to that state in the Northwest that's very generous um, and to a, a husband who's very generous to recognize a life membership for Ursula McCulley. Glenn McCulley purchased her a membership in life membership in the American Council of the Blind. On the way. They sat back in the Washington section, in the back. (laughs) When it's a surprise, we can't quite orchestrate it the way we can if the people know, so... I think they've arrived. Going to say something, Ursula? She doesn't always have much to say, but I think it's important when she does. Uh, actually, I was uh, thinking of getting my own lifetime membership because Glenn has been a lifetime member already, and I, I said, "Well, maybe this year I will." And then he said, "No, you don't." <laughs> And I said, why not? 
why not? Why can't I not be a lifetime member? And Glenn could not lie, and I know when he lies. So he said, because I bought you one. Oh, my God. Thank you. Congratulations, Ursula. All right. We've got another surprise from a partner to recognize his life partner. It's a true honor for me to present on behalf of John McCann a life membership for Emily Starr. lot to say. (laughs) My introduction to the blindness community came about 13 years ago in what we could literally call a crash course when I met John McCann. (laughs) And since then, I have come to know such an incredible group of people, an entirely new culture of people. And I'm privileged to be a part of this. You've set my feet upon a path I'll never sway from, and I'm thrilled that accessible money is coming around again because that is such a soapbox issue for me. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations, Emily. Oh, this one is so fun. I am so excited. I love this person. She's, She's the best. So again, the Washington Council of the Blind is good to its people, and they recognize somebody who's just so amazing and so dynamic, and I am so proud to announce a life membership for Cindy Van Winkle from the Washington Council of the Blind. Uh-huh. Um, I'll come down. Will you stay up here with me and guide me down? Yeah. Okay. I'll be right there. Okay. <laughs> lots of photos. Take lots of pictures. <laughs> Oh, Cindy. You're, you're, you're used to, you want to auction this thing? No, I don't want to auction it off. <laughs> <laughs> I had this sinking suspicion because <clears throat> I'm still on our board, and I was not part of the discussion for Denise's, so I have uh-huh. this sinking suspicion that <laughs> mine might have been included in that discussion. <laughs> <clears throat> Strategic planning by the WCB board. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say I joined 
I joined WCB and therefore ACB when I was 23 years old. It was 30 years ago, so you guys can all do the math. <laughs> uh, and then I had a baby, and, um, or I was pregnant, actually, with my first daughter. Now I have three grandchildren. And, um, but if I could give you advice, it would be to find your purpose in your chapter, your state affiliate or your special interest affiliate, or in the national organization, find your purpose, and then serve with passion. And then I know you'll exude the pride you feel. Thank you so much. Congratulations, Cindy. Is that it, Lane? Madam. Is Madam that President, it? Madam President, I didn't have the mic in my hand. Yeah. When... We, when Karen got her certificate, or her uh, life membership here. Oh, so yes. I'm going to hand her the mic here for oh, just a second. Oh, great. Thank you. Karen, congratulations again. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I just want to say this one means something to me because I wanted to do this in, Min- <laughs> in Minnesota this, this year because... I'm not too much older than Cindy, Um, and the fact that I chair the SASE committee and have a lot of of involvement with issues related to the deaf-blind community, I wanted to do this in Minnesota, given that large community that they have here. And the fact that ACB has always, throughout its history, um, cared about that part of the community, and I'm sure always will. And that was one of the big reasons why I wanted to do it here. Thank you again. Congratulations, Karen. Is that it, Lane? Just, just one last word. I have shipping boxes for all the certificates here. and We'll take them over to registration. So if you want a, a box for your certificate, uh, please come over to registration and we can get it for you. All right, Lane. It's not the last one. I have a surprise for you. And I'm coming down there to give you a life membership to the American Council of the Blind. goodness. <laughs> Normally it's difficult to get a mic out of my hands, but uh, I'm a bit speechless right now. Um, 
hope I can do this. <laughs> you need a moment? Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you how we managed to do this because I told you Lane knows everything. <laughs> so it was wonderful to work with the very duplicitous Nancy Becker to make this all happen. She was great. The day that, that Lane made all these certificates up, she snuck in after that with Dee and Lori, and they made another one, but Lane didn't notice. So, and it's been hiding in my possession for a while. So, Lane, we really wanted to make this a surprise, and you deserve it. It, it certainly was a surprise. <laughs> um, we're, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Where's Nancy? Oh, I was going to say, don't leave me here. <laughs> All right, that is the last life membership, so, (laughs) all right, well, another very important um, annual event is the recognition of our ACB first-timers, our Durward K. McDaniel first-timers, and they are here this evening. And I'm going to call up to the podium up here on the stage, Alan Casey, to introduce to you the 2016 Durward K. McDaniel first-timers. There you are, okay. (laughs) Thank you, Kim, and good evening, ACB. A couple of years ago, uh, I had to follow Mike, uh, Mark Reichert. And tonight, I have to follow a basket full of surprises. So uh, <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting more interesting. But uh, this is my first trip to Minnesota. I've always wanted to come here because I've always wanted to go to Lake Wobegon. <laughs> and why do I want to go to Lake Wobegon? Because all the women are strong, all the men are good-looking, and all the children are above average. So. But it is, it is a pleasure to be here. It's also a pleasure to introduce to you this evening the um, 2016 uh, Durward K. McDaniel uh, first-timers. The, the first-timer program uh, commemorates the, uh, the life work of... Um, one who had a great role to play in the organization of ACB and in the organization of many, many of the affiliates to which you and I belong. From its inception, the first time a program has, re- has recognized 42 future leaders of ACB. Wow. 
And tonight we're going to add two more to that list. The first individual has been described uh, by her state president, state affiliate president, as an advocate for the disability uh, community with a special interest in the inadequacy of public transportation in her state and the availability of that transportation to persons who have a need for it. She's, she worked more than three decades uh, in a hospital uh, setting, primarily in obstetrics. Uh, that's not why the committee picked her, but uh, it, it, uh, <laughs> we haven't had anyone like that before. Uh, she currently serves as president of the Willamette, and I've really had to practice that to get it right. For someone from the East Coast, it should have been Willamette. But uh, anyway, the Willamette chapter of ACB of Oregon. Uh, professionally, uh, she um, is executive director of Blind Skills, uh, a nonprofit organization that I'm sure many of you are familiar with. Uh, I knew very little about it until... Um, this individual was selected, and I've learned a great deal since then, and um, it's amazing what they do and the effort that she, certainly she makes in serving persons with disabilities, uh, both in Oregon and uh, elsewhere. So would you please uh, welcome from Salem, Oregon, Marja Byers. Thank you. First, I'd like to take an opportunity to say thank you to the DKM Awards Committee and the American Council of the Blind for providing me with this absolutely fantastic opportunity to be here. I am from Salem, Oregon, a former home of a young Kim Charleston. Salem, sorry, Salem is a one-time home of a young Kim Charleston. So she knows my neighborhood very well, actually. I am from Salem. I was born and raised in Salem. And as I often tell people, I'm still being raised in Salem because I'm not done yet. I'm executive, of, executive director at Blind Skills. We are also publishers of Dialogue Magazine. If any of you are readers and get the chance, please introduce yourselves. I know that I've talked to quite a number of you, and I would love to be able to meet the people that I talk to weekly. Um, and that, I would really enjoy that. Also, if you are not familiar with dialogue, hunt me down, and we'll talk about getting a sample to you. I would really like to say to this entire organization a huge thank you for the very warm welcome that I feel that I've received here, and we've just barely started. So thank you all very, very much. Our second first-timer is described by his state affiliate uh, president as one who applies himself and his, prof his professional knowledge 
and skills, both to his chapter, to the work of his chapter, and to the work of his state affiliate. He currently serves as editor of the White Cane Bulletin, the newsletter of the Florida Council of the Blind. He is a previous recipient of a Florida Council scholarship. Uh, professionally, uh, he is uh, editor-in-chief for a Florida CPA firm, which assists small, uh, small uh, businesses with tax, uh, financial accounting, and other, uh, other issues. He has a strong interest in technology and in communications. So would you please welcome from Palm Harbor, Florida, Greg Lindbergh. Hi, everyone. Uh, just first off, I want to say it's so surreal to be standing up here tonight uh, on this stage at the ACV National Convention. Uh, I became a member of my local chapter back in, I think, October of 2013. So uh, just, you know, under three years here later, I'm standing up here and, and have this tremendous honor. And I just want to thank uh, the DKM First Timer Committee uh, Alan Casey and his team for selecting me, and uh, also a big shout-out to Jim Crott, the president of the Florida Council of the Blind. <clears throat> I haven't Jim, have not known Jim too long, but uh, he's, he's just been a tremendous support and uh, just a great person to, to know and to work with. And uh, to be able to, you know, communicate all the news and information and stories uh, to our, our state uh, affiliate through the White Cane Bulletin uh, has just been a tremendous honor. I just want to mention briefly, uh, I recently uh, did a profile story on uh, one of our members who just turned 100 years old. Uh, her name is Ida Schwartzel. And... Uh, she actually met uh, Eleanor Roosevelt when she worked at Lord & Taylor as a young uh, teenager in New York. <laughs> so just stories like that and just the opportunity to, to have met so many wonderful people has just been a thrill of mine. And uh, I just I want to thank my family, also my parents, my brother, a special, special shout out to my cousin Kate for being here tonight from Mankato. And... Uh, <laughs> Again, thank you, everyone, and I look forward to meeting all of you uh, this week. Thank you so much. And I want to offer a few thanks before I sit down. I certainly want to thank the, um, our two first-timers, and for all those who applied uh, this year. And I especially want to thank the DKM committee. Your ACB has a lot of dedicated committees, but none is more dedicated than the DKM committee. I, I really mean that. They are a fantastic group of people, and they're so much fun to work with. And um, 
I just want to read their names off to you. I will read the first name, and then I will pause, and you will understand why. Uh, Steve Fixdall from Washington. Okay, that out of the way. Uh, <laughs> Zelda Gebhard, North Dakota. They must have brought the whole state tonight. They're, they're a fairly small group. Betsy Grinovich, Georgia. Cindy Laban, Maryland. Carol McGee, West Virginia. Kenneth Simeon Sr. from the Republic of Texas. Frank Ventura, Massachusetts. And our, what I would call our mother superior, our officer liaison, Carla Rushevel. <laughs> and our go-to person in the national office who makes all this happen, I think, Kelly Gask. Yeah. How many of your committee are first-timers, previous? Uh, let's see, we've got one. Tell them what I asked you. Oh, uh, Kim asked how many of the committee members are first-timers. And uh, there's one, uh, two, three, four, five, six of us are first-timers. And I might add that four of those are currently serving as state affiliate presidents, and I think that, that, that proves the program there. And I'd like to thank also Lane Waters, uh, the Minnesota office, for all that they've done for us. Um, we want to thank Janet Dickelman for her logistical support, and of course our President Kim Charlson, who's been behind us all the way, and J.P. Morgan Chase, who this year underwrote the cost of the first-timer program. And finally, I want to remind you that this is the 100, and this year marks the 101st anniversary of the birth of Durward K. McDaniel, the father of ACB. And I thank you. I hope you all have a great convention. Thank you, Alan. And thank you to Alan Casey for all the work that he puts in on the DKM First Timers Committee. Thank you, Alan. All right, I get to sit down for a few moments. Turn the microphone over to Eric Bridges, who's going to introduce you to the class of 2016 Leadership Fellows. Eric? Good evening. Whoa. Good evening. All right. Get everything set up here. If Kim Abair and Deanne Elliott are in the room, could you please come forward? All right. Well, over the last couple of years, uh, it has been awesome 
to be able to develop a relationship with a company like J.P. Morgan Chase. Their interest in ensuring that their products and services are accessible to blind people has been quite evident here at our convention. And I'm very pleased to say that once again in 2016, they're an Emerald sponsor and they will be here at the convention later this week. They have provided us uh, with financial support to uh, enable us to to do quite a few things within our day-to-day office work. But one of the the really neat things that they provided to us was funding for what we call capacity building. And that is being able to look at our membership, look at the, look at the people that are, are working really hard, not necessarily on the national level, but at the state and local level, to identify them and lift them up and recognize them for all of their efforts on behalf of ACB. And uh, I'm very pleased that this year, for the first time, we are able to do uh, this recognition in a, in a more formal fashion, calling it the J.P. Morgan's Leadership Fellow Program. And we're going to recognize eight individuals this evening for this. You're going to get to hear from them. Hopefully, if Kim Abair and Deanne Elliott are here, you'll hear from all eight. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Uh, but th- this process is, is one that the, that the DKM committee undertook, and I would like to thank Alan Casey and the DKM committee for taking these additional responsibilities on. We greatly appreciate it, Alan, and your committee for all the work that you did. And what wound up being selecting 10 individuals, the two DKM first-timers as well as the eight, uh, your president, our president, Kim Charlson, and I uh, wound up uh, looking at the, the final the finalists that were selected or recommended to us by the DKM committee. And uh, it, uh, it was a great application process. There's a lot of talent in this organization, and that's p- part of what this process has brought out. There are a number of individuals across the country in this organization that are doing really good work at the local level in their, in their cities and towns, dealing with transportation, dealing with technology, uh, working on advocacy issues that mean so much to the individuals who are blind uh, in, in their municipalities. This process, this application process, started with, quite frankly, the, the individual applicant needing a recommendation from their respective affiliate president. Then it took two letters of recommendation. It took a, an, an essay, a submission on their, on their part, talking about why, why they want to be recognized as a fellow, their background, their relevant background, their education, uh, how long they've been a part of ACB, if they've been to conventions, because this isn't about necessarily a first-timer coming, although there are some. Some of these names you may recognize from the past in terms of uh, folks that have uh, attended 
convention and have been active in their state and local uh, chapters. Others, you won't. And that's the key to all of this. Uh, Being able to recognize folks that may not uh, be interested, frankly, or doing work that is readily visible to others. But they're doing it because they believe in it. And they're doing it because they also have a strong belief in what ACB is doing. And I think that that's really powerful. So with that, I have a list here, and I'm going to try not to mangle names and where they're from. This is a high wire act for me. Just want to let you know. First up, and each of these individuals is going to spend about a minute sort of talking about uh, a little bit about their experience uh, and uh, a little bit about uh, the advocacy work that they're doing. So without further ado, let's get this party started and go uh, to the great state of Texas and please welcome Miguel Mike Palomar from El Paso. Well, someone said something about surreal. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me tell you something a little bit about myself. Uh, a while back, I got sick and crawled under a rock. And uh, I had two beautiful ladies come up to me. It's a past president and her treasure. Uh, past president was... Uh, Diana Carter, and, and uh, treasure was um, Mary Alice Gary, which is very, uh, they're both very active with the state of Texas. And, uh, you know, they basically picked me up, dust me off, okay, no more boo-hoo-hooing, and get <laughs> <laughs> yourself motivated. And, uh, yeah, they, they, were the, they were the ones responsible, and it says, you, you have to meet someone as well, and... Uh, um, started talking, and gentlemen, who's been the ambassador of motivation for me, Mr. Kenneth Simon, Sr. And, um, a little bit about the torch that he lit. Uh, we uh, started uh, a program in El Paso. It's called um, uh, iPad Mini Camp, and we're helping uh, kids and uh, young adults to provide them with iPad minis that fall through the loops with uh, Division for Blind Services. We're helping them with that. And uh, yeah, yeah. We, we try and load them up with as much apps that uh, they can and not, not just turn them over to them, but actually teach them how to use it. Uh, our president, uh, our present uh, president, uh, Andrew Davila, is, uh, is a pretty much a technology guru, so he's helping us with that. And uh, we, we touched bases with a group uh, not too long ago 
from the Department of uh, uh, Homeland Security who's going to help us provide this on a yearly basis. So I'm very happy about that. And now I'd just like to thank and, and uh, uh, the DKM committee and Mr. Kenneth Semyon and everybody involved in, in this. And, uh, thank you very much. I really do appreciate it. We've collected everybody. Everybody's here. Great. Let's go out east and uh, bring forward from the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, Cambridge, Massachusetts, in fact, Deanne Elliott. Thank you so much. It's just such an honor to be here tonight, and I really want to thank the J.P. Morgan Chase people and, and the DKM committee and the ACB for making it possible for me to participate this week. I joined the ACB about eight years ago um, before um, I had... Oh, it's just an emotional night all around, isn't it? Um, before I... Uh, lost my eyesight. I was a college administrator uh, for about 12 years. And it was during that time that I was diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. And as my vision changed and it affected my employment, I transitioned into being a full-time stay-at-home wife and mom. And I did that, well, I've been doing that for the last 18 years, um, most recently as a divorced mom. And I was so fortunate to be able to go to the Carroll Center um, and get my rehabilitation training there. And uh, it was through the Carroll Center uh, that I met great people like Brian and Kim Charlson, and I was, and the, the huge delegation of Massachusetts people that we have here tonight. And so I um, was able to channel some of the interest that I had in education into some new pursuits, and through... Uh, Kim's work as the director of the Perkins Library. I've been able to serve as the chair of the Consumer Advisory Board, and that's been very gratifying because I think... <laughs> thank you. Kim does a great job. And um, as you know, having materials to read that are um, accessible is just so important for education. And then I, um, I started working... Uh, I, I serve on the Rehabilitation Council for the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind, and I worked um, for a couple of years with a disability policy agency. So um, my daughter now is going off to college in September, so I'll be officially an empty nester in a couple of months. And it's time for a new transition and a new phase in my life. So I just recently agreed to chair the um, legislative committee for the, um, for the Bay State Council. And I'm really excited about that possibility. Thank you. 
I, I really can't think of very many things more gratifying than being able to join with a bunch of people who have had similar life experiences and who are involved in the, the daily struggle of taking challenges and turning them into something positive. That's really a, a special thing. So this is a very special group of people, and I'm really looking forward to whatever comes next. So I'm just here to learn this week, and I look forward to meeting all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Deanne. It's my pleasure to introduce, uh, we're going to go out to the state of Washington. A young woman who's a very talented uh, singer, Mika White from Federal Way, Washington. having a blind girl moment over here right now. All right. (laughs) Well, hello, ACB. Not only can I not do math, but I thought we were going in alphabetical order, so I was practicing in my head, and then all of a sudden, here I am. So, so, um, so first of all, thank you so much to um, J.P. Morgan Chase. And thank you to the Durward K. McDaniel Committee. And thank you so much to Eric and Kim. And I really want to give a great big thank you to the Washington Council of the Blind because um, I moved to Washington from Georgia in 2001, right before my 21st birthday. It was not that long ago. Don't be saying, wow. (laughs) And and I did not, if you would have said, one day, Mika, you are going to be first vice president of the Washington Council of the Blind, I would have said, no, I'm not. You're kidding me. (laughs) Um, So... I went from someone who, I I always like to say that I grew up in that organization because there are a plethora of people with so many wonderful talents and gifts. And um, I have been mentored and I have been given opportunities to step out into leadership paths that may not have always been very comfortable, but they have always been rewarding. I am currently the editor of our state of our quarterly state publication called the Newsline, and I am the secretary. What am I? Yes, I am the secretary of our local chapter, <laughs> um, first vice president of WCB, and currently the um, coordinator of the Puget Sound area Braille Challenge. So, which has been super exciting. And um, I'm just really honored to be here. I love, I love convention. I love people. I'm the person that will say hi to you in the elevator and ask where you're from and ask you 20 questions. Um, <laughs> so I'm so thankful to be here. I'm so thankful for WCB and so very thankful for ACB and constantly just leading the way. And I just encourage all of you to step out and, and just live large. Thank you so much.
Thank you, Mika. So we will stay in the great state of Washington. And now, please meet Deb Cook-Lewis from Seattle. This is, whoops, I'm not, I'm not mic'd yet. Let's try to get, as much time as I've spent on ACB radio, I ought to be able to figure out how to get on a microphone. <laughs> this is bad. Well, I, first of all, I, I, I want to thank everyone. I want to thank ACB. I certainly want to thank Chase. My, one of our itinerant offices at home is in the Chase Bank building, and after I found out that I was getting this special honor, I went tearing into their office they know me as the person who sets off the alarm system regularly. Whoops. They said I might be able to write a short book on 40 ways to set off the alarm. And, and they think they have finally figured out how to thwart me, but I'm not sure they can. So at any rate, I went rushing in there. They, I, they uh, thought I was probably in there to confess another alarm violation, but actually I was in there to go, oh, guys, you guess what Chase just did for me? And so anyway, this was... Really fun, but um, I've been a longtime member of ACB and of Washington Council of the Blind, and I had the wonderful privilege back in the um, early and mid-90s to represent ACB on a number of uh, national activities, particularly related to um, access to information technology. I represented ACB on the first efforts of the federal government to uh, regulate Section 508 of the Rehab Act. And I actually also participated um, in the second process, which has never managed to quite finish, but it's about to, I think. So uh, we're glad for that. Um, yeah. So at any rate, basically, I've, I've done a number of things along those lines. I've been active in our state affiliate. But for um, several years, I wasn't able to be particularly active anywhere because um, in my personal life, I was caring for my friend who was terminally ill. And I want to give a shout out to ACB Radio because ACB Radio was the link that kept me connected to ACB and its conventions while I couldn't leave the house. And I just am so appreciative of that. And I was one of the people who back at the mainstay places that made sure y'all stayed on the air, that was part of my job, so could do that remotely. Um, the thing I, I guess that brought me back into action was that I went last year to our state's um, marvelous leadership institute that we have in our state where we spend a weekend talking to people who we hope will take a leadership initiative. And I felt sort of guilty afterwards, and I thought I'd probably better do something because the organization had invested so much in me. So Cindy Van Winkle was still president of our organization, and she came up and immediately said, I've got something for you to do. And uh, she said, would you like to be treasurer again? <laughs> I'd been treasurer once, and I remembered still. I'm not that old. And, and so I said, no, uh, actually, maybe after I retire. And she said, well, we need to do it now because we're actually in really challenged times in our treasury and uh, not financially, but with the management, it's a big problem. 
And Cindy knows I actually do enjoy big problems. So I said, is it really big? Yep, really big. Okay. So anyway, so I'm back active in, in the affiliate, and I'm back active doing something about a really big problem that we hope we won't have in the future. And I'm hoping to take from that the opportunity to help other affiliates um, work in this area because I think this is a critical need for many small organizations. So I want to thank you all for this opportunity, and it's just a wonderful privilege to be here. Well, we will go to the Washington, D.C. suburbs and introduce Sandra Spalletta from Rockville, Maryland. Welcome, Sandra. Hi, everyone. I want to start by saying I'm very honored to get this award. I lost my sight about half a dozen years ago, and somewhat to my surprise, well, actually, totally to my surprise, as a consequence of my sight loss, my life actually blossomed because I got to know so many new, wonderful people that helped me along the way. I'm very grateful for the help they gave me. Oh, okay. Is that better? Yes. Should I start over or was I heard? Okay. I'm very grateful for the help they gave me, and I'd like to pay it forward. I'm a member of the District of Columbia Council, actually, and also of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. I serve on the boards of both of those affiliates and on the various committees, but my main focus has been setting up a website for the D.C. Council because I wanted to include everything, all the resources, all the activities, anything that could be of interest to blind people in our area, no matter who sponsored it. Things I've learned somewhat sporadically or haphazardly over the last six years, I wanted this to be one-stop shopping. So that's been my main goal. And before I leave, I'd like to say for the sake of Oro Miller that District of Columbia is the land of taxation without representation. But then again, I live in Maryland. Here we go. Let's go south to Louisiana and say hello to Kim Abair from Lafayette. Uh, again, I'd like to thank J.P. Morgan Chase and the DKM committee, as well as Eric and Kim Charlson for making the very hard decision that they had to make to uh, select the ones that did uh, have the opportunity to come here. Uh, I'm very grateful for that. Um, what I currently do in our local organization is uh, I am the treasurer of our organization. Our organization is only about four years old, um, and myself and uh, Frank Murdoch kind of put the organization together and I've kept it running because he moved to Florida and um, the thing that I I guess am more passionate about um, 
I really didn't go into blind training till 2010 and became a part of ACB in 2012. Um, the thing I'm most passionate about is outreaching to people that don't know about blindness. Um, this year we had a very successful fundraiser. It was Dinner in the Dark. We invited uh, sighted as well as uh, not sighted people to a dinner and had them all eat blindfolded uh, in a really nice restaurant that we have in our town. Uh, for the first year, we had close to, I guess, about 80 people at $50 a plate. And uh, we made a, a really good profit of about $4,500. And it afforded us to be able to start doing more outreach to people that don't understand and don't really know what a blind person goes through for a day-to-day -day event. Um, we have met more socially so that we could get to know our members. Um, I'm also uh, vice president in our um, state association and a board member. Um, I currently sit on the silent auction with Leslie Spoon and RDC with uh, Dan. And um, I enjoy being parts of those. Um, it's a lot of fun. Uh, and like Cindy Van Winkle said, uh, I'm one of those drivers, uh, so <laughs> I do look forward to um, maybe at some point holding an office with ACB after I get a little bit more under my belt, um, but I thank all of you for the opportunity to be here and especially to the membership for welcoming me to a part of life that uh, is still fairly new. Thank you. We've got two left. We'll stay in the South and please welcome Sheila Young from Orlando, Florida. dinner with her last night. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> I had the honor of having dinner with Mika and Debbie last night, and Mika said, I'm going to have to keep you straight tonight. I think she's the one that we need to keep straight. <laughs> thank you so much. It is such an honor to be here. Um, thank you, DKM and J.P. Morgan Chase and Kim and Eric. Um, I was introduced to ACB in Mississippi, <laughs> had to leave Mississippi, thankfully went to Florida, <laughs> and um, was welcomed with open arms by Rachel Schroeder and all of Mid-Florida Council and Florida Council, which Mid-Florida is now GOCB, Greater Orlando. Um, I am the immediate past president of GOCB, currently treasurer. I am president of Friends of Library Access, which is our Florida um, volunteer group that supports the Talking Book Library. I serve on the FCB Education and Leadership 
um, committee as chairperson, and I am currently chair of the awards committee, and I do whatever Mr. Crott asks me to. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Thank you, Jim, for writing the letter. Thank you, everyone, and I look forward to meeting everyone during this week. And the last individual that we would like to introduce to you this evening is Debbie Dethridge from Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome, Debbie. Good evening, ACB and ACB Radio. It is an honor and a privilege, courtesy of J.P. Morgan Chase, to have this opportunity to come to the American Council of the Blind Convention. I attended my first national convention in 1994 in Chicago, and it was a great one, and I've had many greats since. Currently, I am the local president of my chapter, the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, and with a lot of encouragement from a lot of people, they encouraged me to run for president, and I said, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I've had a lot of great help from a lot of people. I want to thank Carla Rushable for encouraging me to apply for this fellowship. I want to take back lots of information to help other people become great leaders. Again, I want to thank J.P. Morgan Chase, the DKM Awards Committee, and Kim and Eric for their hard work. Thank you very much, and I look forward to meeting all of you during this convention week. An impressive group of people. And we're putting them through a week, just so you know. They, they, you know, they got uh, round-trip airfare, hotel accommodations, but they attended the Leadership Institute yesterday, and they will be here through the banquet on Friday evening. So, you know, our expectation which is probably similar to their expectations because they are dedicated, uh, passionate advocates, uh, part of ACB, is that they're here to continue the learning process. They're here to connect with others, uh, create relationships, and quite honestly, hopefully to have some fun Um, because this is fun. This is a fun week. So... All that said, uh, many thanks to J.P. Morgan Chase for their generosity in helping to make all of this happen. It is our it is our hope that we are able to do this again next year. Uh, and with that, Madam President, I hand it back to you. Thank you. Thank you. 
All right. All right, we've got a couple more things on the agenda. There's plenty coming. I want to um, recognize um, the for the credentials, the preliminary first credentials committee report. Um, it's going to be Ray Campbell, but I first want to say that if Jean Mann is listening, because of health reasons, she wasn't able to be here. So Ray Campbell has, has stepped up and will take on committee responsibilities. So Jean, we're expecting to see you fully recovered and back with us next year. <laughs> All right, Ray, if you can activate his mic, that would be great. Uh, oh, they're ooh, let me back off there a little bit. <laughs> they're, they're laughing up here at me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen of ACB, thank you very much. Thank you, Kim. Um, tonight, I'm going to give the preliminary credentials report. Um, the members of the credentials committee this year were um, um, uh, Gene Mann as our chair, uh, Kathy Brockman from Wisconsin, John Huffman from the great state of Indiana, um, George Holliday uh, from Pennsylvania, who uh, also was not able to be with us at the uh, here at the uh, convention, um, and um, Ralph Smitherman from Mississippi, and um, I serve as officer liaison to that committee, and um, our staff uh, person that we couldn't do any of this without is Sharon Lovering. <clears throat> This past year, the membership lists were sent out um, in, uh, from mid-December to mid-January. This year, we had 47 affiliates certify their membership via the Affiliate Member Management System. As you know, this year, we instituted some changes to the way that the certification was done. And for the most part, the affiliates, it went very, very well. We had one affiliate that we needed to take, we felt we needed to take some action on due to some issues that came up with their certification, and that is the Oklahoma Council of the Blind. They uh, uh, basically had a situation that um, occurred where not all of their members got certified. It's something that should have been caught. We felt that uh, in to, that uh, uh, they should be penalized or docked one vote. We have done that. We sent a letter to Oklahoma. Their president responded, felt that uh, the uh, penalty was fair. So Oklahoma will get 20 votes this year instead of 21 votes this year. So um, they have not, at this point, have not chosen to appeal that uh, decision. So that was the only affiliate that we had uh, issues with in considering the changes that we made in the certification process. Uh, that's pretty darn good. So, therefore, that is the, I submit to you that is the preliminary credentials report, and I'll be back in a little bit with roll call. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm going to recognize um, Dan Spoon, who is going to kind of orchestrate and tell you about the ACB tribute and appreciation for our ACB angels, people we've lost from our ACB family. And um, thank you to the work of Dan and so many others. Um, we've lost several people in the past year, 
And while Dan's getting to the microphone, let's just take a moment of silence to remember all of the members of our ACB family who we've lost, but we're recognizing them in other ways. Thank you. Thank you all. First, I want to thank, uh, th this program started three years ago in Las Vegas at our convention in 2014. And it's, okay, and it's an idea, I'll raise it up a little bit, it'll, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's an idea that, that germinated from Marjorie Beeman where so many wonderful ideas come. And she said, we need something in this organization to recognize those that have meant so much to us. She said, why don't we start a tribute program? And Kim said, Dan, can you and Marjorie maybe pull Dan Dillon together and, and see if you all can come up with an idea? So we talked about it, and we started the ACB Angels Memorial Tribute Program, not really knowing exactly where it would go, but knowing it, it just felt like a good thing to do. And um, I want to say... First of all, thanks to all of you. Thank to, thanks to you as affiliate members, special interest. Hello? Okay. All right, now I'm back. Special interest affiliates that, that all, all of you have, have come together and participated in this program. And it, it's bittersweet to me. It's, it's wonderful that we've been able to generate a program like this, but... But guys, it's sad, you know, when I would, you know, I want to encourage everybody to go to booth 61 in the exhibit hall where we have the angels wall set up. It's a, it's a three-sided 10-foot wall that stands three and a half feet tall and sits on a five-foot round table. And on that wall, we have 20 plaques of individuals that we have uh, you know, recognized and lost in this organization, uh, you know, in the last three plus years. And I, you know, uh, Brian and I were standing there today, and, and, and you know these people. These are the folks that you had dinner with, that you shared a beer with, that you argued about an advocacy issue with, that you, you celebrated their children's birthdays and their weddings and, and their life. And when you get an opportunity to take your hands as blind people and touch the plaques with the raised letters and the braille, it's, it's, really, it's really a sense of how much members mean to this organization and at times what we've lost. So today we're going to recognize our, our angels for this year. I'm going to ask anybody that's presenting an angel, please move to the, to the front right-hand corner of the stage. Dan Dillon and Lane Waters are over there. I think some of you are already headed that way, but if you haven't, please move to that right-hand corner of the stage. Your right hand. Your right hand. While we're doing that, I'm going to uh, ask uh, Larry Turnbull if he could pl please play... Our angel song, this song is sung by the, excuse me, the, um, the Nashville uh, Glee Club and is, and is written by Dan Dillon. So, Larry, 
if you could, please cue the song. Thank you so much. Okay. Yes. It's sung by the Nashville Sweet Adelines and written by Dan Dillon. I'll get it. Marjorie will get it. Sorry. Okay. We will we will hear the song at the end of the presentation. So thank you, Larry, for working on that and Rick. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get started. And I'm going to ask Sheila Young if you can kind of come up behind me because you'll be next. <laughs> so <laughs> we're putting Sheila at double duty here today. Um, we had a wonderful angel uh, that many of you all know, um, Michael Henderson, from, uh, originally from Middletown, Connecticut. He spent the last 30 years of his life in Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, Michael had three wonderful sisters that they wrote so lovingly about their brother, and he was a devoted son to his mom. He spent... 38 years working for the IRS in Indianapolis, Little Rock, and then in Brooklyn. He was known for, for being basically a trivia master. He never lost a game of Jeopardy. He always finished his crossword puzzles, and you didn't want to see him on the other side of a trivial pursuit table. We... Michael loved coming to ACB conventions and loved reconnecting to friends each year. His sister Paula wanted to make sure we remembered Michael today, and she thanks you for being a part of his life. And next, I'm going to introduce Sheila Young to talk about Patty Land. You are so in trouble. <laughs> I told him I didn't want to do this to begin with, and now he puts me up second. <laughs> okay. Um, I can do this. On behalf of the Florida Council of the Blind and the Greater Orlando Council of the Blind, we are submitting to Patty... Patricia, Patty, Ann Hendricks Land into the Angel Memorial. Patty started, um, well, Patty was born on Christmas Day in 1951. She died on October 3rd. She, um, I've got one. <laughs> she, um, was an avid Jeopardy watcher. <laughs> she, she knew it all. She was amazing. She was a, a braille and a stylist and slate person faster than I could put it on the brailler. Um, she loved her cats. She loved her jewelry. She loved music. She loved reading. She loved creating braille pictures on a brailler. In fact, she came to our school and taught my kids how to draw pictures last summer. And the other day, 
one of my fifth graders brought me a whole booklet of pictures that she had made. And I said, wow, Hasha, these are beautiful. And she said, well, I learned it from Miss Patty. So, Patty, we miss you. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. Great job. Now, now we're going to go down to the floor, and Mike, uh, uh, Lane, if you could introduce the next person. Carla, do you mind if I put the mic in your hands? All right. <laughs> The Kentucky Council of the Blind has um, presented an ACB angel, Mr. Social Security. He, um, he helped blind and visually impaired people, lots and lots of us, as well as sighted people from all over the country to navigate the system, and most of the time with positive outcomes. We... Um, we were flying back from Birmingham, from the Birmingham Convention in 2004, and there were five of us sitting in those sets of six seats that, where you have three facing the other three. The sixth person was sitting by the window, and I was in the middle, and he said, oh, do you know a blind person who works for Social Security? He helped me. When I retired, and turned out he was a photographer at the Louisville Courier-Journal. Mr. Food. Every restaurant in Louisville is missing a major patron. <laughs> and a lot of the restaurants around the country. When we went to Houston in 2002, we had mid-year there, and the waiter naturally became friends with this person. So when Adam and I went back in July, um, the waiter said, oh, where is he? We said he couldn't come. He couldn't get off work. The waiter goes away. We wonder where he went. He came back and he said, I just made a phone call and I told him he better get here. <laughs> Didn't matter. The rest of us were there at all. Mr. Congeniality. He liked all of us. It didn't matter if you were too tall, too short, too fat, too thin. You were just fine and dandy. Mr. Weather and Mr. Geography, if he were here today, he would know exactly to the minute and the second the latitude and longitude of Minneapolis. <laughs> he knew it all by heart. He checked the weather every day in Anchorage, Alaska. Why did you need to know that if you were in Louisville, Kentucky? <laughs> but he did. And lots and lots of other cities around the country, too. And he loved his GPS on his Braille Note Apex. He kind of kept up with what he was passing as he rode down the street. Mr. Information Desk. When he came to ACB conventions, you would find him sitting at the information desk, and especially in years from about 2007 on, making copies, enjoying making those electronic copies of programs, menus, newspapers, you name it, 
for people who would bring thumb drives and SD cards. And he just thought that was a great way to help spread information at ACB. Mr. Leader, he um, was first elected to the board of the Kentucky Council of the Blind, 21 years old in 1974, and he served on that board in one capacity or another for 39 years until his death in 2013. He was also treasurer of the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind, and he served as president of the Kentucky Council of the Blind from 2000 to 2004. The Kentucky Council of the Blind presents Jim Shaw. Jim, we miss you and we love you. You are a true ACB leader. Hi, my name is uh, Matthew Pasek, and I am Jim Olson's grandson and oldest grandkid, and my sister Megan is here with me as well. <laughs> Growing up with my grandpa... One trait he always showed was being a very hard worker. He was very passionate about whatever it was he was working on. He was especially passionate about the ACB, which I learned at a very young age as I attended my first ACB convention in Florida at the age of 10 months old. <laughs> he also worked very hard at his career as a kid, before I was in school, me and my sister would go to my grandparents' house every Tuesday. And after a stop at the donut shop, we would drive to downtown Minneapolis to bring my grandpa to work. Um, I didn't live in the city, so I always thought that it was so cool seeing my grandpa work in one of these crazy, tall, shiny buildings. As I began to grow up and look into a different career paths, my grandpa inspired me to look into the business field. And now as a sophomore in college, I not only am going into the business field, but I'm majoring in accounting, following in my grandpa's footsteps. He was a very selfless, caring, and loving person, and I'm very honored to speak about him to you all. Thank you. Carly Christensen, Jim Olson's oldest granddaughter. I'm here with my sister Colby and my brother TJ. I'm 16 years old now, but I was only five years old when my bumpa passed away. Yet by that early age, he had already taught me how important service to others is. When he lost his vision, he also lost his job as an accountant, and that's when he started as a volunteer for ACB. Due to the belief he had of the importance of ACB, he continued volunteering before becoming more involved and eventually reaching the title of Executive Director of ACBES. To this day, he remains the longest-serving employee of ACBES with 27 years of service. 
As his grandchildren, we are so proud of him and honored to be here with all of you today. Thank you. This is Brian Charlson, president of Bay State Council of the Blind and Library Users of America. And while I'm here to talk about our dear friend, Roz Rowley, who served on the Bay State Council of the Blind board who is a teacher at the Perkins School for the Blind, who believed that every child had a right to learn to read, no matter how difficult we adults found to teach them. She helped children who needed to learn Braille, even though they had learning disabilities, get the opportunity to do that. She was honored to be Teacher of the Year in this country, for teaching blind children to read. But she's not the only one we lost. Even though others will speak to them, I have to say their names aloud in order to honor their names. The former president of Bay State Council of the Blind and a member of the Lua board, Marsha Dresser. Former member of the ACB board served with me there, Mr. Steve Spiker. Both were members of our board during their passing. And lastly, our good friend Winifred Downey, who did a great deal for literacy in this country. I apologize, it's very hard to do this, let me tell you. <laughs> there are so many people we've lost here, but every one of them, from James Olson, who I'm proud to say I got an award in his name, to... Steve Spiker on the ACB board, Marsha Dresser, Roz Rowley. There's all these people in our hearts and our minds and in our work. And I'm so glad we're able to honor them in this way. Earlier today, uh, Dan mentioned that I was at the booth to see the wall. And the only way I could read Roz's names, because I can't read Braille upside down, <laughs> was to get down on my knees in front of that sign and look at names. And they're all people that I loved and that loved me back. And I know you all join me in honoring their names here tonight. Thank you. I consider it an honor and a privilege to honor a stalwart, dedicated, member of ACB. Uh, she joined the ACB in the early 80s, and from then on, she was, ACB was her life. Uh, I'm a Jean Johnson, passed away on April 25th uh, this past year, and she got an ambassador award from Arkansas the day before. Um, she was one of the most caring people you'd ever want to meet, and she loved coming con to conventions. And we're going to miss her in more ways than one, but we all know that she's in a better place now. 
So we pay tribute to Armand Jean Johnson. We also lost another member of ACB about two weeks ago. Susie Weatherford passed away on June 24th. And everybody knows her because she helped everybody at ACB conventions, and she loved it. And we'll remember her next year. Thank you. And I'm talking about Leroy Johnson, I'm Marjorie Beeman, and Mary Ellen and uh, Rachel Ames had asked me if I would do this for them since uh, I'm also a member of the Arkansas chapter. And most of you know Leroy Johnson, he was the person that had the big cowboy hat, collected a pin from every time, and was always very helpful. He and Mary Ellen went to their first convention in 1976 when it was in Hot Springs because her Mary Ellen's mother, Lois Eubanks, was blind and they decided to go to that convention. This first trip lasted almost 40 years because they never missed a convention after that and were very active also in the chapters in um, Arkansas and he was their treasurer and when I first learned to know him was in the convention they had in, I think, 1986 in Knoxville, Tennessee. And at that particular convention, I got the job of doing the Braille for the stanchions. Okay. I knew Braille, but I wasn't really as good a reader as I was a writer in Braille. So he said, do you need help? I said, yes. So he came and helped me. But I said, keep it in order, because I knew how I had done it, and he didn't. So that my braille really had to come into use that evening as we got all the braille for the extension. So that was how I learned to know him, and we became good friends, and he did many tours and was involved a lot with ACB. But most remembered him for his cowboy hat and his pins and assistance. So we do want to honor Leroy Johnson. Good evening. On behalf of the Angel Wall donors, the American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys, and Library Users of America, Steve Spiker joined the Blind Lawyers Affiliate of the American Council of the Blind in the 1970s. He spent the next 40 years dedicating his time and talents to serving the affiliate as well as the library users, the Braille Revival League, the Council on Families, and the American Council of the Blind. He was a compassionate, caring member, officer, and board member until his death in December of 2015. As an advocate, he brought compassion a listening ear and strong sense of fairness to the issues and causes in which he became involved. We will miss his quiet integrity, 
his dry sense of humor, and his faith that those of us in ACB could find a way to make progress. He asked us all to be better than we thought we could be. Steve, you will be missed, but we thank you for who you were and for all that you did as a friend, an advocate, and a truly caring person. There are times when one gets an opportunity to talk about people who've truly made a difference to many people. And it's my turn to do that now. My friend Winifred Downing was also my mentor. She taught me very much what it was to be really capable and involved in ACB. And one of the ways that she taught me was by her absolute and an unswerving demand that everybody do things not only as well as they could, but wins way. <laughs> Win always knew what was right, and far beyond the blindness system, she had causes that she was involved in and contributed to. She taught at Hadley School, and many people who now read Braille do so because Winifred Brownie was there for, Downing was there for them. She was an advocate for Braille, an advocate for libraries, and an advocate in general for people. It was my honor to have been weaned at the breast, if you like, of Winifred Drowning who taught me what full commitment is all about. Her generation of members of ACB is going to be very hard to replace. I know for me, there won't be another Winifred Downing, and there won't be a person with the kind of caring, compassion, and drive. When you're in a better place... But we'd love to have you back. Thank you. I'm Penny Barrity. <laughs> Please bear with me. <laughs> from the Tennessee Council of the Blind, <laughs> from, from Memphis, Tennessee, <laughs> I actually have two presentations tonight. The Tennessee Council is presenting the name of Dot Taylor <laughs> for the Angel Wall. <laughs> Many of you have known or knew Dot since 1995, when I first got her to start going to these conventions, she turned out to be the roving volunteer. She helped everybody 
And that year, her calling seemed to be, I have to make some jokes here because Dot would want it. <laughs> her, her thing seemed to be helping both men and women to the bathroom. But she didn't stop there. She also took dogs out to the bathroom. <laughs> that year, at our state convention, when all of our awards were awarded, <laughs> I had managed to find a bank that was in the shape of a <clears throat> potty. <laughs> I had a friend to write on it, 1995, Dottie's Potty. <laughs> I, I called her to the front because I was president then. I called her to the front and gave this big, great speech for an award you would do. Slipped the coin in the commode thing, and it made a noise like a flush. <laughs> and, of course, her response was, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and that thing got passed all over the room, and all you heard the rest of the night was flush, flush, flush. <laughs> I have no idea how much money that lady collected that night. <laughs> but, but I don't think it went in our state treasury, even though she was the treasurer. <laughs> she, uh, she was our state treasurer for six years. But prior to that, <clears throat> she had driven us, uh, several of us who were on the board back and forth to Nashville for our board meetings, because in those days, <laughs> that was in the old days, we didn't have conference calls. <laughs> so we would leave at 5 o'clock in the morning, which meant Dot had to get up about 4 since she was driving, and her response was always, people, you know, anything before 8 a.m. is not on my clock. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we would go to Hattie Bond's house and have our meeting, and have lunch, and then we'd drive back to Memphis, which is about three and a half, four hours. And she did this for years before she even got on the board. So she was always a volunteer in some manner. So, but she, she joined our um, uh, ACB in 1989. Now, Dot was born in 1925 and died on December 1st. And as you all, who most of you probably here, were here last year, when she celebrated all week her 90th birthday, and when she got the James R. Olson Award, and unfortunately when she promised us she would be back for her 100th birthday. But in spirit, I can guarantee you, she will be here. She is here now, and she will be here then. And I am proud to say, from her local chapter, who loved her dearly, she was constantly taking people either grocery shopping, Walmart shopping, to the doctor. Um, I mean, her volunteering never ceased. And she got it, that's where she got involved with blind people in the early 70s in the bowling. And I'm sure Oral Miller remembers her from bowling. Because that's when she first met him and some of the early people. Uh, and she still couldn't figure out why nobody ever told her about ACB until 1989. 
And, and when she started coming to these conventions in 1995, she did not miss one until 2014. And that was the only one she missed uh, until, of course, the, uh, she came back last year. And so, but our council in Memphis is not big. But I'm proud to say we love Dot. And she was so wonderful to us and did so much for us that we wanted to give back in her memory and in her honor. And we are proud to present to the Angel Wall in Dot Taylor's memory $700. speak uh, for just a couple of minutes about Marcia I met Marcia in 1983 and she taught me a lot about many things. I think she taught me how to care about people. She was probably the kindest, most compassionate person I've ever known. And she had a style of leadership in ACB that probably is different than anyone I've ever met. I served with her in Connecticut when she was president of that affiliate. I served with her when she was president of Bay State. And sometimes watching her lead, I would get kind of frustrated because I couldn't figure out how things were going to get done. She had a tremendous sense of the big picture of every affiliate she led. AABT, Bay State Council of the Blind, Connecticut Council of the Blind. And the interesting thing was that at the end of her term, in every case, the affiliate was working better than it had ever worked before because she brought people together and she made, didn't make them, gently urged them to work together to do the things that they wanted to do and that she wanted them to do. She was the gentlest force, <laughs> the gentlest force of nature I have ever known, but she was a force nonetheless, and one that would not take no for an answer. 
even up to the end. Three weeks before she died on September 26th, she was still president of Bay State. That's how much the organizations meant to her. And we've lost a truly great soul. (laughs) And I miss her. brothers and sisters in ACB. I've come to talk on behalf of a true giant in this organization and one who is a personal uh, mentor to me, Mr. Charlie Hodge. Charlie Hodge was a fellow Harvard alumnus and uh, I met him, well, this is the thing, and I said so in the in memoriam piece I wrote in the November Braille Forum. The thing that surprises me and on a certain level disturbs me is that for somebody who had as profound an impact in my life as Charlie had, I cannot tell you the first time we met. I can intuit that it was probably in connection with the establishment of a greater a presence in the Old Dominion Council of the Blind, I mean, just expanding chapters or starting a Northern Virginia chapter. Charlie was an amazing individual, and I think everyone here knows that. I've had other mentors. I worked under Derwood McDaniel, and Pat Beattie was a, certainly a profound influence. But Charlie was a mentor in a, in a particular way, probably because of uh, both of us being lawyers, and we had a lot of other common interests. Many of the time I went with Charlie to uh, catch bluegrass music concerts at the Birchmere in Alexandria, Virginia. He was an avid bluegrass fan. He was a fanatical hockey fan. Uh, he loved sports generally, but I think hockey was one of his favorite sports, and uh, we shared that in common. As a matter of fact, he would, I had part of a season ticket with him for several years. Our, fr- our friendship... And our relationship was really forged in Virginia um, when we had, uh, before the state legislature in the mid-'80s, basically a precursor to the ADA, and it was the Virginians with Disabilities Act. And that was when I I was basically a kid with a law degree. I mean, I sort of knew what I was doing. But Charlie had it down. He knew the nuances and the subtleties. Somebody mentioned that um, it was, I don't know, the statement was made earlier today, earlier in this meeting, that, well, we, ag- we argue over advocacy. Well, that can happen. In the case of Charlie and I, that never happened with outcomes. It occasionally happened with process, <laughs> tactics, 
procedures, strategies. But you would normally expect that to happen because, after all, we were two lawyers. <laughs> so you know that, I mean, that's a given. Do we do it this way? Do we do it that way? I don't know. Gee, Charlie. You know, there's an advertising slogan that says the next best thing to being there. Without going on at length, I had made a personal decision to not involve myself in ACB at the national level during the term of my, my daughter's minority. I was helping to raise her and be a parent to her. And I mentioned that only to tell you this, that Charlie would usually come home from a convention on Sunday. I'd give him that day to sort of detox and de-stress. And the first thing Monday morning, I would call him up. And he would give me a blow-by-blow, and in many instances, this was before ACB radio. And it was the, best, the next best thing to being there. I mean, Charlie's memory was eidetic in the extreme. And I think any member of the Board of Publications and the, the, uh, the, the, the board could, could attest to that quite readily. Quite readily. He gave so much to ACB. He would give till it hurt and then he'd give some more. ACB was his life. And it was one of the most painful things I had to endure to see Charlie struggle with his inability to continue to give as his health really made his ability to do so uh, compromised. Charlie, I love you. This body of members out here, all of ACB loves you. You left us much too soon. But we will always remember you. I will always carry what you gave to me forward. Hello, everyone. This is Dan Dillon, and Tennessee Council of the Blind is proud to honor another angel tonight. He was an advocate for the employment and educational opportunities for the blind. He was the first president of the Memphis Association for the Blind. He was editor of the Braille Free Press, which was a predecessor to the Braille Forum. Tennessee Council of the Blind is proud to recognize Hollis Liggett as an angel tonight. And I know this is uh, taking up a little bit of time, but what a great way to remember past members who have contributed so much to ACB. I want to thank all of you out there that have uh, sponsored angels. I would uh, remind you that your affiliates, chapters, individuals might think about honoring a an angel, a a member who has contributed a great deal to uh, ACB or your chapter, your uh, affiliate. Um, I want to recognize a member that we recently lost, John Fleming. And maybe someday John Fleming will be an angel, and um, uh, an ACB angel. I would like to invite all of you to come by booth 61 and see this beautiful ACB wall of angels. I want to thank um, K. 
Kelly Trucks, the trucks company that donated these beautiful plaques. If you haven't seen the plaques, they're, they're raised print on, on the top and braille on the bottom. Um, and I'd like to re recognize my friend in Nashville, Houston Draper. Houston can fix anything, he can build anything. And I want I, I want to thank Dan Spoon, Lane Waters for their input. We put our heads together and came up with this plan for this wall. And Houston Draper built it and it's beautiful. I want to thank Houston and Again, I, I hope you all will come by Booth 61 and, and get your hands on this beautiful ACB Wall of Angels. Thank you. Larry, Larry, do you have the song? Present the soul of ACB, your class of 2016 ACB Angels. Thank you to everyone who presented. What beautiful, heartfelt thoughts and memories that we can all take back to our rooms this evening and, and keep in our hearts. So, thank you to all of you for your contributions and for our angels. All right, I'm going to recognize, before we get to the roll call, we're almost there. I need to recognize Rhonda Trott for an important announcement for those great ACB adventurers who are going to climb into a balloon and float above the city. Um, Rhonda, are you at a mic? It's not on. I don't, she's over on the side left-hand side of the room somewhere. <laughs> Mike 8? Okay. How about now, Rhonda? Are we on? Oh. Yes. With deep regret, I hate to announce due to weather of high winds in the morning, we're going to have to cancel the balloon ride for in the morning for your safety. Also, if you are in the room and going on, we're going on the balloon ride, I will be sitting at, 
as you're facing the podium at the first table all the way to your left where hey <laughs> where Alabama will normally sit if you would please come by me and give me your name so that we don't try to track you down so not up at four in the morning I'm, I'm deeply sorry we're having to cancel this trip thank you Turn the president back. I need my mic back. There you go. All right. Oops, thanks. Thank you. And that's a, such a disappointment, but we all knew that it was contingent on weather. And one thing ACB can't control is the weather. So <laughs> I have a very disappointed husband, I can tell. <laughs> all right. Well, for many of you, this is the fun part of the evening. It's the time when we get to connect and cheer and listen to um, our leadership, recognize our affiliates, and give our secretary your full attention. It's my pleasure to introduce you to ACB Secretary, Mr. Ray Campbell. Thank you, Madam President. Okay. Well, since... Since the balloon ride cans had to be canceled, how about we go up, up, and away with the roll call? Yeah, I gotta be careful. I'm, I'm hot. I gotta cut my voice down just a little bit. All right. Okay, here's how this works. We, we all know we go in alphabetical order, first by state affiliates and then special interest affiliates. Alabama and Alaska get to the microphone so we can move this along because we are all standing between a lot of people in sleep. So, anyway. Give me what I need from you is the name of your delegate, the name of your alternate delegate, the name of the individual who, who will represent your affiliate at the ACB nominating committee, the number of chairs your affiliate will need in the convention hall, if applicable, the number of wheelchair spaces you will need, and if you have any, we would sure like to get any donations to ACB that you would like to announce during this time. So... Before we begin, just real quick, I'm working with some little bit of pesky technology, so I'm hoping and praying everything kind of holds out here. Um, I've got a little slow response on the Braille display, so uh, uh, we'll just uh, make her go here. Here we go. Alabama Council of the Blind, six votes. Alabama. Uh, am, am I on? Is the back? You're on. Okay. <laughs> the great state of Alabama is present. Uh, the official delegate... Uh, will be myself, Joan Garrett. The alternate delegate will be Rhonda Trott. Uh, there is a change to the person that was going to the nominating committee. Um, the person that will be going to the nominating committee will be Dana Barber. And, and, and can you spell the first, the, the first name for me, please? Dana, D-A-N-A. Barber. Okay. B A R B E R. Like the haircut. Right. Um, okay. How many chairs? Twenty do you need? chairs okay. and one space for wheelchair. 
Okay, rolling the tide, Alabama Council of the Blind. Joan Garrett's going to be the delegate. Rhonda Trott's going to be the alternate delegate. Dana Barber's going to stop cutting hair and go to the nominating committee. They need 20 chairs and one space for a wheelchair. Thank you very much. Yeah. Alaska, independent blind, 11 votes. Uh, this is James Swartz, and I will be the delegate. And, and, it's, and how do you spell your last name, Dan? Uh, S W A R T Z. Jim. I'm sorry. S W A R T Z. Okay. S S W A R T Z. Jim. Got it. Z. Z. And if I can't make it, the alternate will be James Swartz. S W A R T Z. Okay. Who's going to nominating, Jim? Well, it's going to be myself, James. E. Swartz, S W A R T Z. <laughs> and how many? I bet you need one chair, right? Well, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping four. <laughs> you want four? Yeah. Please. Okay, we can do that. Yeah. And okay. um, on, uh, on Tuesday night, we're going to have a little gathering in remembrance of. Uh, Alan uh, Sandy Sanderson, and uh, for those of you that would like to attend it, uh, either contact myself or uh, Chris Gray. Thank you. Okay, well, Jim, I don't know how you're going to have time for that get-together because you're going to be awfully busy because Jim Schwartz is a delegate. Jim yes. Schwartz is also the alternate delegate. Yes. He's also going to the nominating committee. You got it. And he needs four chairs. And... He's probably going to sleep after all that. Thank I'm you very much, James. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm super. What can I say? <laughs> hey, hey, it's all right. Arizona Council of the Blind, two votes. Hello, Ray. Is this, on? Is this a microphone on? Okay, good. Good evening, everyone. Hey. Je- Jeff Bishop is the delegate. Karen Hughes is the alternate. Barbara McDonald will be going uh, to nominating. We need 10 chairs and one wheelchair. Spot, please. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff Bishop is going to go from Arizona as a delegate. Karen Hughes will be the alternate delegate. Barbara McDonald will be going to the nominating committee. They need 10 chairs and one space for a wheelchair. Thank you very much. Let's see. Here we go. Arkansas Council of the Blind. Three votes. I'm Sandy Edwards. Uh, I'll be the delegate. Rita Reese Whiting will be alternate delegate. Um, you want to give me the spelling on her last name, please? Uh, R-E-E-S-E dash W-H-I-T-I-N-G. Okay. And who's going to nominating, Sandy? Angelo Lanier. Uh, L-A-N-I-E-R. And the first name on that person was? Angelo. Angelo? Yes. A-N-G-E-L-O. Okay. Okay. Let me make sure I got it down here. And the last name again real quick. Lanier. L-A-N-I-E-R. And how many seats? Lanier or Lemire? Lanier. Lanier. Okay. Make sure we get it. We make sure we get it right, guys. I'm. We got how many chairs you need? And we'll need eight chairs. And you need any wheelchair spots? Not that I know of. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, for Arkansas, Sandy Edwards is the delegate. Um, uh, Rita Reese Whiting is the alternate delegate. Angelo Lanier is going to go to nominating. They need eight chairs and for the Razorbacks. Okay. California Council of the Blind, 25 votes. This is Judy Wilkinson, 
president of the California Council of the Blind since Friday, and we still have all of our 25 votes. You sure do. <laughs> I will be the... Uh, our immediate past president, Jeff Tom, will be the delegate. I will be the alternate delegate, and I will be representing California in nominating. Okay, and how many seats, please? 30, please. Okay. Okay, thank you very much. <clears throat> Jeff Tom will be the delegate for California. Judy Wilkinson will be the alternate delegate. Judy Wilkinson will also be going to the nominating committee, and they would like 30 chairs, please. Thank you very much. ACB of Colorado, two votes. ACB of Colorado, two votes. One more call. ACB of Colorado, two votes. Are you coming? Okay, no, we're going to move on then. And, and what will happen with that is tomorrow I will call any affiliates that do not respond one more time. If they do not respond at that time, we will not call them the rest of the convention. Connecticut Council of the Blind, one vote. Connecticut Council of the Blind, this is Ellen Telker. I will be the delegate. The alternate is Andrea Judice. And I talked to our president this afternoon, and she said we could fight over nominating, and I haven't been able to get in touch with Andrea, so I'll say I'll go to nominating. Uh, Ellen, can you, give, can you give me the spelling on Andrea's last name, please? I've got J-U-I-D-I-C-E. Does that sound right? Okay. And let's see. So we will have... Actually, I had, I had her down for nominating, so I will... I had her down for nominating. Let me get this E-L-N. Okay. And how many seats, Ellen? Five. Um, okay. You need five seats? Okay, very good. Um, for Connecticut, Ellen Telker is the delegate. Andrea Judice is going to be the alternate delegate. Ellen Telker will go to the... Uh, nominating committee, and they need five seats. Thank you very much. Okay. Delaware Council of the Blind, one vote. This is Suzanne Howell, S-U-Z-A-N-N-E-H-O-W-E-L-L. I am the delegate. My mother, Marion, M-A-R-I-O-N Howell, will be the alternate. I, Suzanne Howell, will be going to the nominating committee meeting, and we need two chairs. No wheelchair space. Okay. Thank you. Okay, let me get this down. Okay, very good. For Delaware, Suzanne Howell will be the delegate. Marion Howell will be the alternate delegate. Suzanne Howell will be going to nominating, and they need two chairs. Correct. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay. Moving right along. D.C. Council of the Blind. I think we know what we're about to hear. Two votes. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Marilyn Letter, who was supposed to be our delegate, unfortunately uh, tripped and broke her hip. So she, that's why she's not been at anything this year. Um, I'm Harlow Pease. I will be the replacement delegate. Uh, our alternate now will be Daryl Eaton. And you want to give me the spelling on first and last name, please? On Daryl Eaton? I was afraid you were going to say that. I know the last name is E-A-T-O-N, Eaton. But the first is Daryl, and I assume that's 
D. I put it down as D A R R E L. Does that sound right? D A R Y L. Okay. Okay. I had a best friend named Daryl. That's how he okay. spelled his. So that's. Uh, Our representative to the um, nominating committee will be Sandy Spoletta. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally would like to say thank you to Sandy for the great work she has done in putting together our, the, the website. Uh, she has developed a fantastic website for the District of Columbia. And how many chairs do you need, Harlow? We need uh, nine chairs and one wheelchair stop. Okay. Okay, let's get this down. Harlow Peace will be going to the be the delegate, excuse me. Daryl Eaton will be going to the alternate delegate. Sandy Spoletta will be the representative on the nominating committee. They need nine chairs and one space for a wheelchair. Thank you very much. You. Florida Council of the Blind, 24 votes. Uh, thank you, Mr. Secretary. Florida Council of the Blind first interrupts the flow of delegates to announce a $500 donation to ACB and a $500 donation to ACB Radio. We will pardon that interruption. Thank you, Ho. <clears throat> um, Mr. Secretary, our uh, delegate will be Tom Hansen. Our alternate delegate will be Leslie Spoon. Hope she don't make them do push-ups. <laughs> I hope she does. <laughs> and... I, James Crott, will be the representative at the nominating committee. All right. We How need many? 25 chairs. Okay. You knew what I was going to ask you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you. Okay. Let's see. For Florida, for the great folks in the Sunshine State, Tom Hansen's going to be the delegate. Leslie Spoon will make them all do exercises and be the alternate delegate. James Crott will be going to the nominating committee. They need 25 chairs and workout mats. Okay. Georgia Council of the Blind, seven votes. Mr. Secretary, for the state of Georgia, this is Betsy Grinovich. I will be the delegate. Marsha Farrell will be the alternate. And I will be attending the nominating committee. And we will need 12 chairs. Okay. There's one change there. Let me just write that. Okay, very good. Georgia Council of the Blind, Betsy Grinovich will be the delegate. Marsha Farrow will be the alternate delegate. Betsy Grinovich is going to go to the nominating committee, and they need 12 chairs. Thank you very much. Aloha to my friends who I had the distinct pleasure of visiting back in March. Hawaii Association of the Blind, three votes. Aloha. Aloha. Uh, Hawaii, I am the delegate. Donald Thompson will be the alternate delegate, and I shall be going to nominating, and my name is Art Cabanilla. Um, I'm sending a message from Philo 2. He says that he's wishing you folks a wonderful convention. He is saddened that he couldn't be here this year, but he is going to make every effort to be here next year. I also have a message from Warren and Julie Toyama as well. Um, both of them are unable to make it this year and send their wishes. Uh, both Warren and Julie and Philo are uh, under the weather and you know, going through some health issues at this point. So they are working very hard to be here next year. Uh, Mr. Secretary, in true fashion for Hawaii, we do have some uh, 
checks here for ACB. A $500 check for the ACB students. All right. A $500 check for ACB Radio. And $1,000 for each of the following. NELT, General Fund, and the Forum. Thank you so much. But there's one piece of information I need, Art. How many seats do you need? Oh, that's correct. Thank you very much. Uh, we will take uh, 18 of your best lounge chairs and a slot for a scooter. Okay. From the Aloha State Hawaii Association of the Blind, where it's only about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, Art Capanella is going to be the delegate. Donald Thompson will be the alternate delegate. Art Capanella will be going to the nominating committee, and they need 18 chairs. Let's make them beach chairs with the beautiful waves in the background. Wonderful, wonderful. My home state and the home of the 2016 World Series champion Chicago Cubs. Yes, it will happen. Illinois Council of the Blind, four votes. Mr. Secretary? Am, am I coming? Oh, here we are. You're Mr. On, Secretary? Albert. Albert Anderson, AA, here representing the land of Lincoln and home of, I think they still are, the major league leading Cubs. Uh, yeah. I will have the honor of being the delegate from our state at this year's convention. The alternate delegate is one of our brand new life members, of which we are proud to have three this evening. Uh, our alternate delegate, Mr. Tom Jones, and yes, that's really his name, uh, representing us on the nominating committee will also be Tom Jones. We are asking for eight bleacher seats with stadium cushions. <laughs> Before passing on the microphone, may I please say I was so affected by the presentations this evening that Steve Spiker and Jim Shaw both shared rooms with me at ACB conventions. There's a lot more I could say, but I won't go on, except that those of you who are new in this organization, I hope what you heard tonight will give you some idea of the kinds of friendships you'll be able to form if you stay involved with ACB. I hope you will, and in future years, if this organization continues to be blessed with many, many more hard workers and leaders like we heard about tonight. Thank you so much. Everybody. Thanks, Albert. Um, Illinois has truly been blessed by a lot of the angels in uh, ACB. Albert Anderson is going to be the delegate. Tom Jones is going to be the alternate delegate, and Tom Jones will stop singing long enough to go to the ACB <laughs> nominating committee. Thank goodness for that. And he, they need eight chairs and with Chicago Cubs colors, please. Thank you very much. All right. Moving right along, ACB of Indiana, nine votes. Hello, this is Lynn Powers of ACB Indiana. I will be the delegate. Edith Huffman will be the alternate. And I will go to nominating, and we need ten chairs and no wheelchairs. Okay. Lynn Powers is the delegate. Edie Huffman is the alternate delegate. Lynn Powers will go to nominating. And let me make sure I got my chair number down here. Do, 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 do. Uh, they need 10 chairs. Thank you very much, Lynn. Iowa Councilor of the United Blind, four votes. Uh, yes, this is Elsie Monty. 
and our uh, city cloud ha- had a stroke, and I was nominated alternate delegate, so I am going to be delegate for Iowa. Our alternate delegate will be Donna Seliger, and I haven't asked her to be on the nominating committee. So if she's here... No, no, it's... I think she said Bob Seliger is going to nominate, and that's what I have down. So is that still the case? Okay. I, okay. I'm so glad she was here so I could go ahead and say we need 21 chairs because we have some new members. We had a, a way that we could have a scholarship and give it to people who came. And so we have some new members that came. So I just want to tell you sometimes it's good to have some, uh, to, to have a way to involve new people. So we will need 21 chairs in our delegation. Wonderful. That's great. For Iowa, my neighbors to the west, Elsie Monte will be the Monte will be the delegate. Donna Seliger will be the alternate delegate. Bob Seliger will go to the nominating committee. And they need twenty-one chairs. And do we need one wheelchair? wheelchair? Yes. Okay, let me get that written down. Yeah. I, I thought one you wheelchair. might, but I wasn't sure. And uh, put plenty of uh, corn uh, on those chairs. Could you do that, please? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Blue, Bluegrass Council. Oops, I think I missed one. Hold on here. I'm getting a little out of order. Ah, I, I, there they go. I, I, my, I thought my arrow went down too far. Kansas Association of the Blind, four votes. Mr. Secretary, the delegate will be Michael Byington, B Y I N G T O N. The alternate will be Ann. Byington, B-Y-I-N-G-T-O-N, <laughs> and Ann Byington, it's still spelled the same way, will be the delegate to the nominating committee, and we will need five chairs. Good to see you. Okay. Let's get all that done. From Kansas, Michael Byington will go to the be the delegate. Ann Byington will be the alternate delegate. Ann Byington will also go to the nominating committee, and they need five chairs, please. Thank you very much. Now we're down to Bluegrass Council of the Blind. Five votes. This is Susan Ament for the Bluegrass Council of the Blind. I will be the delegate. And Shirley Stivers will be the alternate delegate. For nominating uh, Paula Weiss. And we are requesting four chairs. Okay, for Bluegrass, Susan Ament will be the delegate. Shirley Stivers will be the alternate delegate. Paula Weiss will go to the nominating committee. And they would like four chairs, please. Thank you very much. Kentucky Council of the Blind, 13 votes. Kentucky, the birthplace of Abraham Lincoln... (laughs) You had to do it to me, didn't you? (laughs) In Hodgensville, you'll find the cabin. We'll have Patty Cox as the delegate, P-A-T-T-I, Cox, C-O-X. 
Adam Rushable will be the alternate delegate, and um, Debbie Dethridge will be the representative to the nominating committee. Oh, chairs. Yes, we do need chairs in Kentucky. <laughs> uh, we need um, four chairs, with one of those being a, wheel, a wheelchair space, please. Okay, thank you, Carla. Um, for the Kentucky Council of the Blind, um, Patty Cox will be the delegate. Uh, Adam Rushable will be the alternate delegate. Debbie Detheridge, who beats the heck out of me at Dice World all the time, go to the nominating committee. I need four chairs, please, and uh, let's make them nice rocking chairs for those folks. Okay, Louisiana Council of the Blind, you got five votes. Mr. Secretary, I, Teresa Curry, T-E-R-E-S-A-C-U-R-R-Y, am the delegate. Pierre Curry is the alternate delegate. I will represent Louisiana at the nominating committee, and we need 10 chairs. Okay. And uh, for your repeated, I have uh, $500 for the general fund and $500 for the Braille Forum. Thank you, Teresa. Yes, sir. All right. You betcha. For Louisiana. Teresa Curry will be the delegate. Pierre Curry will be the alternate delegate. Teresa Curry will go to the nominating committee, and they need ten chairs. Thank you very much. And uh, maybe some uh, gumbo for those, in those chairs would be great, too. Yeah, right. ACB of Maine, two votes. I'm Nancy Matulis, and I'll be the delegate. Mary Ellen Frost will be the alternate. I'll be attending nominating. And we need two chairs, please. Okay. Good to have you back this year, guys. ACB of May and Nancy Machulis will be the delegate. Mary Ellen Frost will be the alternate. Nancy Machulis will be going to the nominating committee, and they need two chairs, please, with some lobster. ACB of Maryland, three votes. Okay. Uh, I, Cindy Laban, will be the delegate, I think. Um, alternate delegate is... Oh, my God, I just forgot. Oh, Patsy Harlan. And I'm sorry. And the um, nom nominating committee is Sue Bowes. Carla worked me to death today, so I'm tired. <laughs> okay. And we need eight chairs plus space for one wheelchair. Okay. I almost forgot. Thank you very much, Cindy. Cindy Laban right will be the delegate for Maryland. Patsy Harlan will be the alternate delegate. Sue Bowes will be going to the nominating committee. They need eight chairs and one space for a wheelchair. Thank you very much. Um, Bay State Council of the Blind, home of our president, seven votes. Bay State Council of the Blind, Brian Charlson, president, will be delegate. James Denham, Jim Denham, will be alternate delegate. Frank Ventura will represent the, our affiliate on the nominating committee. And we proudly need 24 chairs. Right. Way to go. Way to go, guys. Yeah. All right. Brian Charlson's the delegate. Uh, Jim Denham, my fellow Packer fan friend, is the alternate delegate. Frank Ventura is going to go to the nominating committee, and they need 24 chairs. Thank you very much. Michigan Council of the Blind, seven votes. I, John Jarzino, will be the delegate. 
Deborah Robinson will be the alternate, and I will be going to the nominating committee, and we need 10 chairs. John, was the name of your alternate Deborah Robinson? Is that what you said? That's correct. Okay. Make sure, and you need 10 seats? Yes. Great. 10 chairs. Thank you very much. John Jarzena will be the delegate. Deborah Robinson will be the alternate delegate. John Jarzena, John Jarzena excuse me, is going to go to the nominating committee. And they need 10 chairs. The wonderful state that is hosting us this week, ACB of Minnesota, you have... Yeah, three votes. Yeah. Uh, is this, this on? Oh. You're on, buddy. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Larry Lura. Uh, I am the delegate for this great state of Minnesota. Uh, Gary Bolter will be my alternate. And, oh, Jeff Mihalich, I believe, will be attending the nominating <coughs> committee, our president, uh, unless, unless I am incorrect. And I will have to have someone step up and correct me if necessary. Please do so. Uh, who's going to nominating? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it, Larry. Well, if I misspoke, I will be corrected, I'm certain of it. But I was under the impression that our president... Jeff Mihalich will be at the nomination committee. Okay, let me raise Yeah, and we'll be approached by, or I will be hit over the head by the person that's... Uh, How many chairs, Larry? Uh, and... 20? I'm hearing 20. And oh. one wheelchair. Okay, uh, get that written down. Beautiful. Thank you very much. For Minnesota, Larry Laura will be the delegate. Gary Betcher or Bocher will be the alternate delegate. Thank you. Jeff Mihalik will be the nominating committee representative, and they need 20 chairs, please. Thank you very much. Okay. Mississippi Council of the Blind, you got five votes. Mr. Secretary, this is Ralph Smitherman from Mississippi. I will be the delegate. Allison Smitherman will be the alternate delegate. Sean Barrett will serve on the nominating committee, and we need 14 chairs. Okay. Ralph Smitherman's going to be the delegate. Uh, Allison Smitherman's the alternate delegate. Sean Barrett's going to go to the nominating committee, and they need 14 chairs for Mississippi, and uh, probably some nice cotton or something for that. Those chairs would be good. Missouri Council of the Blind, show me that you need. You got 25 votes. Show me who your people are. Yes, sir. Missouri Council of the Blind. I'm Denny Huff. I will be the delegate. Chip Haley will be our alternate. Deanna Noriega will be our nominating committee. We need 30 chairs and one wheelchair space, please. Okay. Write that in. Beautiful. Denny Huff will be the delegate. Chip Haley will be the alternate delegate. Deanna Noriega is going to go to the nominating committee. They need 30 chairs and one space for a wheelchair. Thank you, Denny. Montana Blind and Low Vision Council, two votes. From the Big Sky State of Montana, I'm Bob Maffitt, Mr. Secretary, and I will be the delegate, the alternate delegate. Give me your last, spell your last name, Bob. M-A-F-F is in Frank, I-T, Maffitt. Okay. And the alternate will be Joanne Maffitt. And I will be attending as the nomination committee member, and we need two chairs. Two okay. Chairs. Right. Thank you very much, Bob. 
Bob Maffitt will be going to the, be the delegates. Joanne Maffitt will be the alternate delegate. Bob Maffitt's also going to go to the nominating committee, and they need two chairs for Montana. All right. ACB of Nebraska. One vote. That's all we have is one vote. All right. Nebraska, home of the Cornhuskers, the uh, College World Series, and the recently concluded today swim trials for the Olympics. Uh, Nebraska, we all know the N stands for no sleep, <laughs> as well as knowledge. <laughs> See, people will sleep. It took you a while. Anyway, the delegate will be immediate past president, Jim Urock, and that's a difficult name to spell. I will spell that for you. It's uh, J-I-M. <laughs> <laughs> the alternate delegate, newly elected president, Mark Bulger, and that name is also difficult to spell. It's M-A-R-K. <laughs> and the delegate to the nominating committee will be yours truly, and we would like 4.38 chairs. But since that's a manifest impossibility, round it up to five. Okay. They can do math out there. Very good. Jim Urock will be the delegate. Mark Bulger will be the alternate delegate. Jim Urock's going to go to the nominating committee. They need five chairs with uh, and painted in red, please. That would be good. Nevada Council of the Blind, you got five votes. Nevada Council of the Blind. One more call. Nevada Council of the Blind, five votes. Moving on. Um, New Jersey Council of the Blind, three votes. New Jersey Council of the Blind, three votes. And one more call, New Jersey Council of the Blind, three votes. We are moving on. ACB of New Mexico, one vote. New Mexico, hi, this is Joe, Joe Sorensen, former native of Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's good to be back here. Our delegate, I'm proud to say, is Ellen Nolan, my wife. We are newlyweds, and she is delegate. Boy, she really delegated. And she will go to the nominating committee, and this is Joe Sorensen, I am alternate delegate. We need five chairs. Give us the best five chairs in this house and one space for wheelchair coming from the land of enchantment where the sun shines 310 days out of the year. <laughs> Let me make sure I get all this down here real quick. Okay. Okay. Okay, and I got it. Ellen Nolan's going to be the delegate. Joe Sorensen be the alternate delegate. Ellen Nolan is going to be going to the nominating committee, and they want five enchanting chairs, please. Thank you very much. All right. This next one gives me a lot of great pain. I hate to have to do this, because, uh, but I have to settle a little, uh, little wager here. The home of the 2015 National League Baseball Champions, ACB of New York. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Uh, what I, just, I just did something here. Hold you got... From the uh, state me, of New York. Let me get you your votes. Hold on. Eight votes. Okay. From the state of New York, the delegate will be Lori Scharf. Alternate delegate will be Kathy Casey. Delegate to nominating will be Carrie Reagan. Reagan. Re Regan. 
We will need 30 chairs and one wheelchair. And they better be painted orange and blue. <laughs> well, just for that, we're going to put some, we're going to mix in some cub colors there. Pin, pinstripes look good on you guys. Lori Scharf will be the delegate. Yeah, we're going to get you. We're going to get you in the, you may beat us in the season, but the playoffs are what count. Lori Scharf's going to be the delegate. Kathy Casey's the alternate delegate. Um, Carrie Regan, my good buddy on Twitter, is going to be the nominating committee person. They need 30 chairs and one space for a wheelchair. Okay, right on. North, another state I got to visit last year, North Carolina Council of the Blind. Six votes. Yes. We're up. Yeah. Okay. Um, yes, um, North Carolina. Uh, Tony Farida, I will um, be the delegate. Jane Farida will be the alternate. And I will be at the nominating committee, on the nominating committee. And we need four chairs. Okay, let me write this. Uh -huh. And mm, just getting this right here and there and, mm, and there we go. Beautiful. I got all my ducks in a row here. Okay. North Carolina Council of the Line, Tony Farida is going to be the delegate. Jane Farida is going to be the alternate delegate. Tony Farida is going to go to the nominating committee. And they need four chairs. Thank you. You got it. Okay, North Dakota Association of the Blind. You got six votes. Greetings from the great state of North Dakota. The delegate is Loris Van Berkham, alternate delegate Mary Stipp, nominating committee Zelda Gebhardt, and we need 16 chairs, and we would like some oil derricks close to our chairs, please. And your donation. And we need no, no spot for wheelchairs, and we would like to present a CB Braille form with a gift of $500. I think we'll all have joined the Sassy Committee after that one. <laughs> not, not after the donation, don't get me wrong. Loris Van Berkham will be the delegate for North Dakota. Mary Lou Stipp will be the alternate delegate. Uh, Zelda Gebhardt will be going to the nominating committee. They need 16 chairs with oil, der oil derricks near them. Okay. And thank you for that donation. ACB of Ohio, nine votes. Terry Landis will be the... Terry Landis will be the delegate. Mm -hmm. Lori Woodall is the alternate delegate. Terry Landis will be going to the nominating committee we would like to request 25 chairs with coffee and donuts to go around no wheelchairs thank you okay terry allendees will be the delegate um do 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 let me uh lori lori woodall will be the alternate delegate terry allendees will be going to the nominating committee and they need 25 chairs um and, uh, no, I'm not going to, I'm going to save the Ohio State comments. <clears throat> Oklahoma Council of the Blind, 20 votes. Mr. Secretary. Yes, sir, Jay. Oklahoma Council of the Blind, uh, this is Jay Doudna. Francis Poindexter will be the delegate. Our alternate delegate will be Jay Doudna. And I, Jay Doudna, will go to the nominating committee. And we need 10 chairs. Okay, moving some things around here. Okay. And, okay, I'm sure we got it right here. 
Um, how many chairs, Jay? Did you say 10? Yes. Okay. Beautiful. Thank you very much. Um, Francis Poindexter will be the delegate. Jay Doudna will be the alternate delegate. Jay Doudna will also go to the nominating committee, and they need 10 chairs. And um, with, um, with some thunder uh, colors, I think, would be good. They almost beat Golden State this year. Oregon, Oregon Council of the Blind, six votes. I'm James Edwards. ACB of Oregon, actually. I'm sorry about that. I'm James Edwards. Yeah. Okay. I'm James Edwards, delegate for Oregon. Mar Marja Byers will be the alternate. I will attend the nominating committee and we'll ask for four chairs. And give me the, spell the lady's name. It's going to be Marja, M A R J A. And Byers, B E Y E R S. Okay, and we'll get you into that little slot there. How many seats, James? Four. Four? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. James Edwards is a delegate. Marja Byers is the alternate delegate. James Edwards is going to go to the nominating committee. They need four chairs from Oregon. Thank you very much. Pennsylvania Council of the Blind, 16 votes. Mr. Secretary, this microphone has to be turned on. Mr. Secretary, this is Tom Bergender from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. I will serve as the delegate. I will also serve as the uh, representative to the nominating committee. And you have a communication from our state president. Who did she indicate would be our alternate delegate? Um, I do have, I have Joseph Wasserman. That's fine. Is that correct? Okay, and good. we request eight chairs. Okay. No wheelchairs. Okay, very good. Let me uh, make sure I get everything into the right places here. Okay, hold on. Let me make sure we get... Okay, okay, we'll just... We just got to get everything. Sometimes my... my um, oops, I gave you too many chairs there. We don't want to do that. Okay, Thomas Bergender is going to be the delegate. Joseph Wasserman's the alternate. Thomas Bergender is going to go to the nominating committee, and Pennsylvania needs eight chairs. Thank you very much. Well, I had 12 down earlier, but he said eight, so that's what I'm writing down. Well, put it up to 12 then. Okay, you want to put it to 12? I can do that. Um, that is not a problem. We, can, we are flexible here. Okay, make sure I got that. Number eight. Okay, now we got it. It says 12 now. Thank you very much. Okay, ACB of South Carolina, one vote. ACB of South Carolina, Mandy Holly for everything. <laughs> uh -huh. Like uh, you're, always. You're going to be busy, Mandy, as you always are. <laughs> okay, let me get you into every possible spot that I have in my... And how many seats? You need one seat, right? You're going to need one seat after doing all that work. <laughs> yes. Mandy Holly is going to be a busy person because she's going to be the delegate, the alternate, and go to the nominating committee, and she needs one chair. Make it do it. South Dakota Association of the Blind, three votes. South Dakota Association of the Blind, Deb Verstig, V-E-R space S-T-E-E-G, will be our delegate. I, Larray Olson, L-E-R-A-E. O-L-E-S-E-N. You have to have four E's or you've got it spelled wrong. Uh, I'll be the alternate. Shelly Hart, C-H-E-L-L-E. Hart, H-A-R-T, will be our uh, nominating committee person, and we need eight chairs. 
Okay, thank you very much. And by the way, Jaws does not know how to pronounce no, your Jaws name. No, Jaws does No, we won't get into that. <laughs> Deb that's, Ver- that's my brother. <laughs> Deb Versteeg is the delegate. Loray Olson is going to be the alternate delegate. Shelley Hart is going to nominating, and they need eight chairs for South Dakota. Tennessee Council of the Blind, seven votes. Okay, Tennessee needs um, 11 chairs and one wheelchair. That's a that change from original. Okay. Um, we, delegate is Linda Allison. Alternate delegate is Penny Verity. And I, Linda Allison, will also be doing nominating committee. Okay. And thank you very much. Linda Allison is the delegate. Kenny Verity is the, is the alternate. Linda Allison is going to go to the nominating committee. And they need 11 chairs. And uh, one spot for a wheelchair. And how about some nice country music for those folks? <laughs> ACB of Texas, you got 14 votes. ACB of Texas, Kenneth Simeon Sr. will be the delegate. Peggy Garrett as the alternate delegate. Kenneth Simeon Sr. will go to nominating. We need 27 chairs and three spaces for wheelchairs. Okay, you said three spots for wheelchairs? That's, yes. Okay, that's what I had down the original thing, so very good. Kenneth Simeon Sr. is the delegate. Peggy Garrett's the alternate. Kenneth Simeon Sr. is going to nominating. They need 27 chairs and three spots for wheelchairs. Thank you very much. Utah Council of the Blind, 22 votes. ACB of Utah, the wonderful Beehive State, uh, Donnie Mitchell, D-O-N-N-I, M-I-T-C-H-E-L. I'll be the delegate. Michael Neal, N-E-A-L, will be the alternate. Donnie Mitchell will be going to the nominating committee, and we need six cozy chairs. Okay, I think we can arrange that for you. Donnie Mitchell's going to be the delegate. Michael Neal's going to be the alternate delegate. Donnie Mitchell's going to go to nominating, and they need six cozy chairs, they say. And... Maybe some discounts for skiing or something. Vermont. Mr. Secretary, may I have your attention for a second? Um, This is Linda Allison from Tennessee. I had a senior moment and forgot to tell you our donations. Um, Is it okay to do that? You you told me. You told me. You told me it was you, Linda. Isn't that correct? The the donations. I'm sorry. I don't care. By all means. Okay. (laughs) We are donating 200 to the DKM. 200 to the Braille Forum and 400 to the Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you very much. Uh, and, uh, thank you very much for that. Uh, we appreciate those. Vermont Council of the Blind, three votes. Vermont Council of the Blind, three votes. One more call, third and final call. Vermont Council of the Blind, three votes. Moving on. Um, Old Dominion Council of the Blind, two votes. Hello, Marie Brinius. I'll be the delegate. Last name is B as in boy, R-I-N-A-S. Doug Powell will be the alternate. Rebecca Bridges will be our nominating rep. We need uh, 14 chairs and one spot for a wheelchair, and we are all, all requesting Virginia hams. Thank you. Okay. Marie Brennis will be the delegate. Doug Powell will be the alternate delegate. 
Rebecca Bridges is going to go to the nominating committee. They need 14 chairs. And uh, did you say one spot for a wheelchair, too? Okay, got that down. Thank you very much. All right. Virginia Association of the Blind, one vote. Virginia Association of the Blind, one vote. For a third and final call, Virginia Association of the Blind, one vote. Okay, next, I bet these guys are still awake. Washington Council of the Blind, 16 votes. I am now. <laughs> we all are now. <laughs> this is Steve Fixtall. This is there. We there go. you go, Steve. This is Steve Fixtall. I will be the delegate. Cindy Van Winkle will be the alternate delegate. I will be attending the nominating committee, and we will need 24 chairs. And if I don't get some sleep, I'm going to need a wheelchair. <laughs> Steve Fixtall will be the delegate. Cindy Van Winkle will be the alternate delegate. Steve Fixtall is going to go to the nominating committee, and they need 24 chairs for Washington. All right. Mountain State Council of the Blind, two votes. Mountain State Council of the Blind, the delegate will be Ninetta Garner. Alternate delegate, Donna Brown. Representative to the nominating committee, Donna Brown. And we'd like to have five chairs, please. Okay. We're just moving a few things around because there were a few changes from what you sent me, which is fine. That is perfectly acceptable. Our president. Uh, President wasn't able to come. Okay, Ninetta Garner is the delegate. Donna Brown is the alternate delegate. Downtown Donna Brown, the walk chair is going to go to the nominating committee, and they need five chairs. Thank you and very much. Mr. Secretary? Yes. Mountain State Council would like to donate $50 to the DKM First Timers Fund. That will be very much accepted. Thank you. Okay, ACB of Wisconsin, two votes. From the Cheesehead Land. Come on, Wisconsin. Come on, Wisconsin. Let's move along. Now you're on it. My name is Linda Schultz. I am the delegate for Wisconsin, and um, the, the alternate is Kathy Brockman, and Kathy Brockman's also with the, alt, the uh, nominating committee, and we need 10 chairs. Excellent. Linda Schultz is the delegate. Kathy Brockman's the alternate. Kathy Brockman's also going to the nominating committee, and they need 10 chairs and lots of cheese curds. Wyoming Council of the Blind, two votes. Mr. Secretary, Alan Peterson, as uh, board liaison to Wyoming, I had tried real hard to get some cowboys here. Failing that, they asked me to be their delegate, and uh, I am going to be the alternate as well as going to the nominating committee. And I plan to levitate so I won't need no chairs. Okay. <laughs> Well, you will be levitating, doing all that work, Alan. Alan Peterson's going to be the delegate, the alternate, and going to the nominating committee for Wyoming, and they do not need any chairs. 
Okay, hang in there, guys. We're getting there. We're down to the special interest affiliates now, starting with Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. One vote. Mr. Secretary, this is John Huffman. I will be our delegate. Our alternate delegate will be Sandra Spoletta. And our representative to the nominating committee will be Peggy Garrett. Um, we will, our members will sit with other affiliates to which they belong, so we will require no chairs. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Can't give you any rocking chairs. Okay. John Huffman's going to be the delegate. Sandra Spoletta is going to be the alternate delegate. And Peggy Garrett's going to go to the nominating committee. And they do not need any chairs. They will sit with their states. Thank you. American Association of Blind Teachers, two votes. Stop your lesson planning and get to the microphone. <laughs> teachers, American Association of Blind Teachers. One final call. Right here, hold on. Oh, there you go. Okay, go ahead. Right here. Hi, this is, oh, sorry. This is Kate. <laughs> Kate Cronian, and right now we're still looking for um, delegates. I will be the representative tomorrow for the nominating committee. And what's your name? Uh, Kate, K-A-T-E, yep. Crohan, C-R-O-H-A-N. C-R-O-H-A-N, okay. C-R-O-H-A-N, okay. yes. Um, yes. You will need to give us delegates in the morning then. I know, um, okay. I know. I'll and do my me... best. Let me uh, get you. Let me delete that out of there. Okay, Kate Crow. As, as of this moment, AABT is not does not plan does not have a delegate or alternate. But Kate Crowhan is going to go to the nominating committee tomorrow afternoon. Do you need any, Do you guys need any chairs? No, we don't. Okay, and they'll sit with their states. They do not need yes. any chairs. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. You betcha. American Association of Visually Impaired Attorneys, two votes, and I hope this won't cost us a consultation. <laughs> yes, uh, or arbitration. Uh, uh, delegate will be Charles Navarrete. Uh, alternate delegate will be Chris Prentice. And the person going to the nominating committee will be Hazel Fields. And uh, we will sit uh, with our respective states. We will need And no Charles, states. I should know this by now, but how do you spell your last name? N. A, B is in blue, A, R, R, E, T, E. I'm glad I checked with you because I had it wrong. The, the delegate is Charles Navarrete. The alternate is Chris Prentice. The representative on the nominating committee is Hazel Fields, and they will sit with their states. Uh, Avia will. And thank you very much. ACB Diabetics in Action. One vote. This is D. Clayton, and... I will be the delegate. Chris, Chris Gray will be alternate delegate. And Donna Seliger will go to the nominating committee. And we need eight chairs. Okay. ACB Diabetics in Action. D. Clayton is the delegate. Chris Gray is alternate delegate. Donna Seliger will go to the nominating committee. And they need eight chairs. Thank you very much. ACB Families, make sure I didn't miss anybody, make sure my arrow didn't go too far. ACB Families, you got two votes. 
Good evening. Uh, this is Ron Brooks. Lisa Brooks will be the delegate. I will be the alternate delegate, and I will also be the representative to the nominating committee, and we will sit with our states. Thank you. Thanks, Ron. Uh, Lisa Brooks is the delegate. Ron Brooks is the alternate delegate. Ron Brooks is going to go to the nominating committee, and they'll sit with their state delegations. Thank you. ACB government employees, one vote. I think I woke Renee up. <laughs> yes. Well, because I was, uh, I was consulting with Tom. Do I want uh, speakership chairs or House of Representative chairs? Since neither one of them has seemed to do anything, uh, we could put them uh, in good use. Let's not go there. <laughs> and anyway, yes, Renee Zellickson, if you need me to spell my name. Um, I know how to spell your name. Okay. So uh, I'm going to be the... Um, uh, delegate and the alternate delegate, and I'm going to the nominating committee, and we're going to have um, six chairs, and I would like um, a spot for a wheelchair. We met someone today. Um, Maybe that person will come by and feel comfortable to uh, sit with us. Great. Okay. Renee Zellickson is the delegate. Renee Zellickson is the alternate delegate. Renee Zellickson is going to go to the nominating committee. She's going to be very busy. uh, the, I will leave the comment about government workers out of that um, uh, because there, there are many good people that work in government. They need six chairs and one spot for a wheelchair. Um, ACB Lions roaring to the forefray. You've got two votes. Mr. Secretary, I, June Link, will be the delegate. Um, Lion Margaret Johnson will be the alternate delegate. Adam Rushable will be representative to the nominating committee, and as we have chosen to sit with our respective states, there is no need for extra chairs. Thank you. Okay. June, Lion June Link will be the delegate. Lion Margaret Johnson will be the alternate delegate. Lion Adam Rushable will be going to the nominating committee, and they do not need any chairs uh, because they'll be sitting with their states. And uh, I won't get fined by the tail twister because I said lion on all those. ACB Radio Amateurs, one vote. This is John Glass, president of ACB Radio Amateurs. Our delegate will be Harvey Hagee. Our alternate delegate is going to be Marsha Moses. Harvey Hagee will be representing us at the nominating committee. And we don't need any chairs. Thank you. Okay, thanks, John. Harvey Hagee is the delegate. Marsha Moses is the alternate delegate. Harvey Hagee is going to the nominating committee, and they do not need any chairs. They will sit with their states. It is a great honor for me to call this next one because they're back this year. ACB students, one vote. Okay, so that was awkward. Um, My name is Tiffany Jolliffe, and I am president of ACV Students. Very happy to be back. I will be serving as delegate. Um, Loris Diamond, L-O-R-I-S-E, Diamond, as in a girl's best friend, will be our alternate delegate. Min Ha will be going to nominating committee. And we would like 18 very uncomfortable chairs with those desks attached to them that no one can ever fit anything on for us to sit. <laughs> Thanks, Tiffany. Thank Tiffany you. Tiffany Jolliffe will be the delegate. Loris 
Diamond will be the alternate delegate. Min Ha will be going to the nominating committee. They'd like 18 chairs for those all-nighters, and how about some Starbucks for them, too? Please, please. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Blind Information Technology Specialist. Three votes. Uh, yes, Mr. Secretary, if you'll indulge me, um, as someone who was born and raised in New York City, I want to join with my ACBNY brothers and sisters and say with the Cubs having taken four straight, the struggling Mets having taken four straight from the Cubs, intimations, ah, right to intimations, the right to the hearts. intimations of a Cub world uh, victory championship <laughs> may be premature. <laughs> now to the business at hand, if you will. Yours truly, John McCann, will go as a delegate, the official delegate. BITS Treasurer Richard Villa will be the alternate delegate. And BITS Vice President Andrea Pitzenbarger uh, will be our representative to the nominating committee. Uh, I forget what I told you respecting chairs, but I think in view of the attendance at our functions, I'd like to up that to 10. And we don't need a wheelchair. Okay. Thank you, John. John McCann is the, even though he stabbed me right in the heart, John McCann is the delegate. Richard Villa is the alternate. Andrea Pitsenbarger is going to the nominating committee, and they need 10 chairs with uh, laptops and docking stations, please. Thank you very much. Blind LGBT Pride International, uh, you've got three votes. Yeah, Ray, be before they go, this is Renee. Um, I just consulted with my treasurer. We want to get back to you with, uh, with donations, so... Can you just put me down as um, we'll get back to you? You can, um, as you can as... announce donations anytime you want. Okay, okay, thank you. Right, no problem. Blind Pride, three votes. We, Rob Hill will be our delegate. Uh, you get me in the microphone. I'm right there. Can you hear me now? You are now. There thank you go. You. Rob Hill will be our delegate. Sarah Wiles will be our alternate delegate. And... Don Brown will represent us at the nominating committee. And if you need a Apple TV, buy a ticket, you'll see us holding purple uh, drinks. Um, we have a problem. Did you say Donna Brown is your nominating representative? Don, Don Brown. Brown. Okay, Don Brown. thank you. I wanted we need to... seven chairs. Okay, good. I wanted to make sure there. Uh... And how many seats do you need, uh, Will? Seven. Seven. Six? Seven. Seven? Okay, got it. For Blind Pride, it's going to be Rob Hill as delegate, Sarah Wiles as alternate delegate, Don Brown going to the nominating committee, and they need seven chairs, please. Thank you very much. And they're selling tickets on Apple TV. I might have to check that out. Braille Revival League, eight votes. You want the mic? The, hello. The, Just hanging out. <laughs> okay. The, this is now on, I guess. Uh, this is Paul Edwards. Uh, president of the Braille Revival League, I will act as delegate. Our uh, alternate delegate, um, just a moment, uh, going to nominating is Judy Jackson. Our alternate delegate is, why am I, uh, Denise Colley. And we will be scattered like little dots of knowledge throughout <laughs> our state delegations and do not require chairs. Okay, uh, let me get... It's getting late, guys. I'm sticking stuff in the wrong spots here. Paul Edwards is the delegate for BRL. Denise Colley is alternate. Judy Jackson will be going to the nominating committee, and they don't need any chairs, which means I guess we don't get to give them any Braille writers or slates and styluses either. 
<laughs> well, we can still give them that. Council of Citizens with Low Vision International, 11 votes. Charles Glazer will be uh, the delegate. Kathy Fox will Sorry. be the alternate. Charles Glazer will be going to nominating, and we need 535 chairs as we will be inviting Congress to encourage us to encourage them to pass our Medicare bill. <laughs> okay. Or you could just give us five chairs. I, could, I can do that. Okay. CCLVI, Charles Glazer is the delegate. Kathy Fox is the alternate. Charles Glazer is going to nominating. And they need five chairs. We've got to get that Medicare bill passed, guys. All right. Oh, okay. Friends in Art of ACB, three votes. Okay, Arlo, I hear ya. Uh, there you go. All right. Arlo Monte will be the delegate. Arlo P. Monte will be the alternate. And Arlo Paul Monte will be the nominating <laughs> person. I detect a pattern here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how many seats, Arlo? Uh, we will be sitting in our respective delegations and will not need seats, but whoop, whoopee cushions might be appropriate. Um, hmm. Uh, let me I just better read the read it off over here and uh, make sure I got this spelling right. Is and there. Okay. Arlo Monte is the delegate. Arlo Monte is the alternate delegate. Arlo Monte is also going to the nominating committee and they're gonna sit in there with their state, so they do not need any seats. Thank you very much. Guide Dog Users Incorporated. Hi Ray. Uh, Nineteen is, votes. Hey Ray, this is Penny Reader. I will be the delegate. Our alternate delegate is Vicki Curley, C-U-R-L-E-Y, and I'm going to nominate him. Okay. How many seats, Penny? Uh, we're going to sit with our states. Okay. Thank you. Ain't no problem. GDUI, Penny Reader is delegate. Um, Vicki Curley is the alternate delegate. Penny Reader is going to the nominating committee, and they're going to sit with their states, but maybe we could give them some uh, dog treats. It would be great. Independent visually impaired entrepreneurs, two votes. Independent Visually Entrepreneurs, Artist Basin President, our delegate will be Jeanette Gerard. Our alternate delegate will be Carla Hayes. And the nominating committee representative will be Artist Basin. Okay, right. In this. Oops, I'm, I'm just make sure I got make sure I got something spelled right here. And uh, do you you don't need seats, right? No, we're going to sit with our states. Okay. Uh, okay. The uh, delegate is Jeanette Gerard. Alternate delegate is Carla Hayes. Artist Bazin's going to the nominating committee, and they do not need any seats while they're inventing things. Okay. Library Users of America. Five votes. Library Users of America, Brian Charlson, President. Our delegate will be Jane Sheehan. Our alternate delegate will be Jim Crott. Our delegate to the nominating committee will be Ralph Smitherman. And we are among you all, so no seats necessary. Okay, Jane Sheehan is delegate. James Crott is alternate. Ralph Smitherman's going to nominating. And they'll be hanging out with all the rest of us, so no seats, but some, good, some Kindles or some Amazon Fires or something would be good. Or just some regular old books. Got a couple more to go. Hang in there, guys. Randolph Shepard, Vendors of America, 25 votes. 
Randolph Shepard Vendors of America. The delegate is Artis Bazin. The alternate delegate is Dan Sippel. And the representative to the nominating committee is Dan Sippel. And just give five chairs. Okay. So uh, delegate is Artis Bazin. Alternate delegate is Dan Sippel. Dan Sippel will also go to the nominating committee. And RSVA needs five chairs. Thank you very much. And, uh, uh, can I say something? Sure. On um, the RSVA suite, if you're still looking for our mixer, we're in 5126. The last two days they put the wrong suite number, so we are in 5126. Thank you. Okay. Thanks for that. And last but certainly not least, visually impaired veterans of America. Um, actually, they have zero votes, so I don't think we call them. So we do not call them. Visually impaired veterans of America did not uh, send in membership this year, so they will not be called. And, late, and Madam President, that completes the roll call. Okay. Yeah. I got your water. Ray, Ray Campbell, this is Elsie Monty, and may I have the number of votes that Iowa has? Uh, you have four. four. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All right. Thank you to all of you diehards who stayed with us for the whole evening. Thank you. And we will stand in recess until tomorrow morning, 8.30. We begin.